Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Kayfabe Comparisons. My name is Daniel John Schaefer, and today I am joined, as always, by the Casey Cass Lush. Cass, how you doing, man? I'm fantastic. I'm feeling more cagey than ever. I'm so excited to talk about these two shows, AEW versus NXT. Tell us what we got. Tell us what we got today. Yeah, man. Yeah, you hit it on the head. So we're actually going to do, you know, it's AEW's first um, ever internet streaming special. You know, they had Double or Nothing at a pay-per-view, but this is their first, like, free streaming show. Uh, And I did some research, and I found out that the first ever uh, WWE Network live special that aired as it was live was NXT's Arrival. It wasn't a pay-per-view, it was NXT Arrival. So, we are going to compare 2014, a five-year kayfabe comparison this time, 2014's NXT Arrival, their first big show, to AEW Fighter Fest, technically their second big show, but their first one that's on a streaming platform. So, yeah, man, let's just jump right into it. Let's go with the the most current thing, the hottest topic on all of the uh, IWC right now, uh, and that's the uh, the pre-show, or, or just Fighter Fest in general for AEW. So yeah, let's let's touch on the pre-show, man. Uh, we're not gonna go through and rate all these matches just because there was a lot of content here. Uh, but I do want to kind of just go, uh, just give overall overview of the pre-show. Uh, for me, one little personal point: it was really cool to see Golden Boy uh, as a part of the play-by-play team. He is a esports caster. Um, I played, I dabbled in professional Halo a couple years ago in 2016 specifically, and I was playing a lot of games with a guy named Golden Boy. Uh, he did a lot of the, the casting for the HCS, which is the Halo Championship Series. Uh, so it's really cool to see, you know, and to know, you know, having played with him and talked about wrestling, like know how huge of a fan he was. Uh, you know, and, you know, when you watch those old Halo uh, streams, they only had, you know, maybe 10,000 views, which is solid, but I mean, it wasn't like he wasn't a superstar or anything. Uh, but yeah, man, to be up there, you know, by Jim Ross, I'm sure he was like just, just hashtag peeing. Like his his shoes yeah. were wet. I am sure that he had just peed himself totally. Uh, but yeah, big shout out to Golden Boy, brother. I love you to death, man. We have come a long way from 2016 Halo Five games online. But yeah, he he did a great job. Um, you know, we had private party. Uh, versus SCU versus the best friends. Uh, Chuck Taylor is still an embarrassment to the company. He just looks terrible on yeah. screen. I mean, I just feel like it's not acceptable. Um, there were like 17 diamond cutters in that match too. But we're just, again, we're just going to give an overview. I really hated the whole like mockumentary thing that they did in between these matches. Like the whole like uh, they were trying to do to mock the Firefest like documentary yeah. about like yeah, it, it yeah. just it came off really 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 hokey it came off very gimmicky bad pro wrestling it wasn't funny it came off very like doink the clown-esque it was really bad to me uh i mean i didn't like that at all uh, and then but the other two matches were pretty good i mean the women's match uh blue pants or leva bates uh versus ally <clears throat> it was a little gimmicky i really hated the whole uh, librarian thing there that 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 leva bates is doing now um I, it, it just it was it was hard to watch for me. I didn't like it. The pedigree got no reaction. Terrible finish. Wasn't into it. Uh, again, they kept it going with the mockumentary spots. And then we had uh, you know Michael Naka Naka Nakazawa uh, versus Alex Jabaley. So Alex Jabaley is actually the, the the president of CEO Gaming, which is what they were there for. It's actually like a fighting game tournament. So like uh, it's just like esports, right. but it's for fighting games and not shooters or. Or whatever. So uh, somehow he managed to get it away in the match. And I, I kind of cringed knowing that that's how he got here. Uh, but watching the match, I could tell that he busted ass. I'm not saying he was good, but you could tell that he tried really hard to learn how to wrestle for this match. He was so, better than Chuck Taylor. It was. I agree. I agree. So so there's that. Uh, but yeah, man, what did you think about that pre-show altogether? 
Man, I thought so leading up to this from when I first heard that it was called Firefest and I saw the logo, I got the whole play on Firefest. Yeah. And I actually watched the actual I'll call it a pay-per-view. I didn't watch the pre I watched the pre-show after I watched the actual main show and they didn't do any references like they did in the pre-show. So it was all they right. they waited. They did at the at the end. There was one spot where like you saw the little blow-up pool. Right. right. And I was like all the and the commentators made a comment comment like a, they didn't they didn't force it down your throat like they did in the pre-show. And I thought it was really cool. But then when I watched the pre-show, they kind of just told you like, hey, like you said, they're doing the documentary. They made comments like they pretty much just raised their hand and said, hey, we're making fun of Fire Festival. Have you ever seen yeah. the documentary? Have you do you yeah. know what happened? But at first, my first take on it was not the pre-show. My first take on the whole Fire Festival joke was watching the actual show, and then at the end of the call, at the end of the main show, don't mean to jump, but there's a spot where they they're outside of the ring, and they you see the band area, and they yeah. and they say, look, it's the band who never showed. Yeah. They made little comments like that, and they never like, but they never like completely said, hey, we're making fun of Fire Festival. But then right. I went back and watched the pre-show, so my notes that I won't even say now, I wrote a whole bunch of notes were like, I like that they're tongue in cheek about the Fire Festival. <laughs> That all goes yeah. out the window when I watched the pre-show. Yeah. They were totally the like, really hey, yeah. yeah, hey guys, we're making fun of the fire festival. And the matches weren't good. I mean, I think no. like I, I mean, for my own personal ratings, I rated them all, and not a single one got more than a one and a half star. Like they were um, all really bad. I took a lot of notes about the first match, <laughs> and then kind of from from there, the other two matches, I kind of was like, okay, this isn't, this is not worth it. I can't, you know, I watched all three. Uh, there was, you know, uh, the, there was, like you said, Chuck Taylor, again, we've said it, we both said it last AEW show. Uh, he, he needs, if you know, you're going to be on this main stage cause you're not in the WWE, but you're still in the, on the main stage, treat it like you're on the main stage. Um, yeah, I, I got a lot of bad comments about him. I was, I was impressed by Alex though. He looked, that was cool. Um, that was actually a little entertaining match, but I pretty much agree with you on everything. And I was just ready to get onto the main show. Yeah, um, because the main show, I have a lot to say about. Yeah, same, same. So let's just jump right into it, man. Let's, why don't you just kick us off here? What did you think about that opening package for the main show and just that first match in general? Yeah, so it's Christopher Daniels versus, uh, how do you say it? Is it Sima? Shima. Shima. Shima, right. Shima. There you go. Um, so my first thought right out of the gate was, uh, I was hating on it. I was hating on it, but bear with me. So I was hating on the Daniels gimmick. I kind of brought this up uh, again, something I brought up at the last AEW show because because we don't have a weekly show. We don't have a way to really follow it. I know they're doing some, they're doing stuff, they're doing stuff on social media. Hey, blow your nose a little louder. Now. Sorry guys, I got a sinus guys, infection. You're just gonna have to deal with Daniel it. Daniel blowing his nose. Nah, I'm kidding. You're fine. Now everybody knows what that noise is. Yeah. Like. Uh, no. So. Um, you know, we don't have a weekly televised show. I know they're yeah. doing show, they're doing social media stuff and they're doing like, uh, uh, conferences type signings for events where that's where we're kind of getting our storyline. So like, I don't get the Daniels gimmick, the Freddie Mercury. It kind of just looks like he watched that Freddie Mercury DVD or movie and was well, like, well, it's kind of, it's kind of that whole, it's that whole stable really. You know what I mean? It's like him, yeah. Frankie and Scorpio Sky, like they all kind of over the same, you know? Yeah. I just, I don't. I just don't get it, I guess. I guess I need to see more of it, but he's like coming around he's coming out with that mic halfway and he doesn't right. he doesn't really have moves like a musician. He doesn't he doesn't right. look like an artist in that way, so it really doesn't fit Daniels. But I have a lot of I mean, I I like Daniels a lot. Um yeah, and then I yeah. wrote 
and then I wrote, why do I care about this match? Like, it just felt like, why do I care about this match? Why am I watching that? The, the announcers don't have anything. They're saying it's a 20-year rivalry that nobody knows about. So I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm poo-pooing on this match, okay? But let's get into the match. Okay. It was a great start to the match. Everything was good. And it really brought me back to, I don't know if you've ever seen, have you ever seen uh, Daniels versus Cody whenever Cody first left uh, WWE? I think it was in Ring of Honor. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, so they put when that Cody on, turned heel. When he yeah, actually they, like turned heel, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They put that on Facebook. That was probably, I think it was the first time he was really like the American uh, nightmare. Cody yeah. wrote. I, he was like transforming into that type thing. Yeah. And they put it on Facebook for free, like the next next night. And I just so happened to I, I was at my best friend's bachelor party. I still remember I was. I was hungover. I rolled over and just was like trying to get out of bed, looking at my phone, and I watched this whole like thirty minute match with Christopher Daniels. Cody Rhodes, and I've always known Chris Daniels was, but that's when I was like, man, this guy at his age, this guy is like top notch. Oh and yeah, I, top and notch. I started yeah. seeing that, and I had forgot about that. And then I, I didn't even remember that match when I watched the last AEW show. I don't, I don't think, but I started seeing that this one on one. They had great pacing. They went, they got, they were slow with some good timing. The psychology was good. You know, all that, all that stuff that you need to have a great match. They had, right. you know, yeah. all the things that you need. Um, they did false finishes, but they didn't overdo it. Like they did a perfect amount. I think each one of them had, correct me if I'm wrong, don't tweet at me, but I think they each had like one false finish. It was, it was not short and sweet, but it was like a perfect length. It wasn't too long. Uh, You may be shocked at this, but I'm going to have to go watch it again because I gave the match an A. Like I really enjoyed this match. Okay. I don't know who Shima is. Yeah. Um, honestly, I don't even remember what he looks like. I'm looking at my notes. I, don't, I, I just know that I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this match. So something about it. There was a couple times when you can see Daniel's age. I think he worked better at his sh- hiding his age than he did last yeah, show. Definitely. I think last show there was sometimes when I saw him hitting the ropes and getting up where I could see him really, you know, putting a hand on that leg on that knee right. to get up, yeah. you know, really. It's like you could tell he's – I didn't see that in this one. It was almost like he watched the tape and was like, man, I look like an old man. I didn't think he showed any signs. Like, again, it was like that Cody Rhodes-Daniels match where he looked like he was 25 again and right. killing it. I gave it an A. I, I thought it was one of the best matches of the night. Okay, wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I certainly didn't hate the match by any means. I mean, I really liked the opening package for the whole show. I liked that they didn't really put any of the mockumentary crap in the opening package. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's pretty awesome that it's, you know, this is Daniel's 26th year in the business and he's still pretty much killing it. You know what I mean? Uh, I did like the opening as well. I, I pretty much the same notes here. I liked that there wasn't a whole lot of high spots, uh, but just a lot of like good sound wrestling and the high spots kind of mattered more. And the commentary booth in this show from the jump was significantly better. Like having, oh, gold, yeah. I mean, I know I'm partial to him, but like, dude, Golden Boy was the guy they needed because I enjoyed Excalibur. I feel like I feel like Golden Boy did a great job of playing off of the color of Excalibur and also like just popping in when Jr. was was absent. That's all. Like and Jr. did a great job. You know, it's not you're not gonna get Jr. of 1998 again. Like that's just not gonna happen. He's an older guy. It's not the same. But if you put him in there with a guy like Golden Boy and Excalibur, I felt like this booth is was fantastic. I really enjoyed that. Um, I didn't what, realize that he came from gaming. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Like I didn't realize. Oh yeah. Like I, I must have missed. Like I, I, they said it again later on the show, and I was like, "What? 
I thought this guy was like a vet. Yeah, he did Halo. I thought he was he a veteran. Halo for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah and then yeah. you texted yeah. me about it. I thought he was a veteran. I was like, what do you mean? What? This guy is phenomenal, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, it was great nothing job. wrong Dude, I'm with so- I love that kid, man. I love, I love him to death. I, dude, I'm so, so proud of him, man. I'm so proud yeah. of him. But yeah, uh, I mean, the only thing that really bothered me about the actual match was that I really didn't know who the heel was. And when I realized that's what it was, it took a lot away from it for me. Because then I was starting to be like, then I, like you, I was like, why am I interested in this? Like outside, like, sure, mm-hmm. Daniels is great. Shima's great. But it's like, wh- what is this leading to? Now, the commentary did do a really good job of saying, you know, in AEW, wins and losses matter. And sometimes we just have competitive matches, uh, you know, to, to, to get to find out who wins and who loses. And that's fine. If you want to shape it that way and try to get psychology out of it that way, I feel like it's a, it's a harder path to go. Uh, but, mm-hmm. but I respect it. I think that's cool. Uh, but, you know, you just have to stick with it. If you stick with it, then I, then I can learn and I'll adjust and I'll enjoy it. But it did kind of bother me. I gave the match two and a half stars. So I gave it like a C plus to a B. Uh, okay. But it wasn't like – but it wasn't a knock my socks off. I've seen these guys wrestle before and they've had much better matches. So that that is probably why too. Uh, yeah, 20-year yeah, rivalry they had. A yeah, yeah, yeah. Rivalry. So, I mean – but yeah, I mean I didn't mind it at all. Uh, but you know what? That's going to take us uh, jumping over to the 2014 show, our, our first little taste of our nostalgia show here. Uh, man, the opening to this one, it was awesome. Short open with the laser lights and like the fog blowers uh, and, and, you know, Hunter being out there. It, it's kind of crazy to think that like it's only been five years. But dude, like if you look at Triple H's face in the beginning of this open and look at him now, he has aged 10 years in the past five years. Easy. Like. He just looked a lot younger in 2014. Like, it has hit him these past five years, in my opinion. Uh, but, yeah, man, the opening match was Sami Zayn versus Cesaro. And, I mean, wow. Like, I, 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 wow. Like, I, <laughs> this one really got me. I, I Okay, so I had totally forgotten about the We the People thing with him and with Cesaro and Jack Swagger. But that was over. Like, I mean, especially with that crowd. It was super over. Um it was so, so, so good, man. It was so fluid, so well put together. Uh, it was, I mean, it, it was so good that it's so hard for me to sit here and, like, say specific spots because it was all so fluid. Like, the whole match was awesome. Great chemistry between both guys. And the crowd was super hot, and honestly, that, that did help a lot, too. Um, just, I mean, it was an even keel back and forth. I thought the selling was impeccable by Zayn specifically. Like, he was a selling machine in this match. And Cesaro did a great job of selling, too. But, I mean, Zayn just really, really reminded me how he good he can be uh, in, in this match. And, man, like, both guys were believable. Great false finishes, man. I mean, the crowd was sold on a couple of them. And you just... I mean, th- those big O moments after the kickout, you just you you crave those, and it's so few and far between these days. Uh, but man, it was so good. I loved it. Uh, I mean, especially the respect afterwards and all the emotion that you could visibly see. I gave this match an A plus four and a half stars. Wow. What did you think about Sami Zayn versus Cesaro? Well, you know, so. I thought right away my first comment was Regal just like the worst start you can have to commentary. Regal just like flubbering along. He kind of took away not from the match, just took away from the the show. You know, the the presentation was like, come on, Regal, get it together. Uh, another comment was, you know, I know Re- I know Cesaro like uh, it was trying to come out with a different look at that time, but I'm so glad he doesn't do those thigh bands anymore. 
Is it yeah. just me? I just hate those thigh bands. I hate them. Yeah, you're right. The, the bands on the thighs were just took so much away from that guy. Uh, this match, though, it was my type of match. They they were fast paced at times, but then it was fast paced at the start, and then it slowed down, and then it really slowed down. Uh, a funny note though was that after two minutes, the crowd was already chanting "This is awesome," and it was like, "What? How do you know this is a, nothing's happened?" All they did was like some quick chain wrestling and then slow down, like I just said. And then the crowd started going, this is awesome, which is my problem with uh, NXT fans and the same at AEW. They're just ready to chant, this is awesome. And it was kind of silly at that point. I mean, the match was awesome, but give it a little give it a little bit. Give it a little bit. Um, like I said, they really slowed down after the, fi- the first five minutes. Yeah. And I didn't realize how long this match was going to be. They had some great spots. Um, they did like, they did some per, everything was kind of perfect and it was just a little too long for me, but to, to talk about Sami Zayn selling, like you said, I've never been the, the, the biggest Sami Zayn fan, but what I've always kind of noticed about him is that there's different, there's different styles of selling like yeah. Bret Hart, Bret Hart sells really good. Um, you know, Owen Hart sells really good. Yeah. And then you, you got like even one, two, three kid had a different way. There's different way. And even Owen and Brett sold differently, but Sean is known as like one of the greatest because of his selling. And, and then like, um, what's the, uh, tag team, not the, um, not the midnight express, but the, rock and roll uh, express. the rock and roll express, you Ricky know, Morton. Ricky, Ricky Morton, Ricky Morton, dude. Yeah. He, that, I that's mean, that, selling. No one yeah, can name a single about, one of his moves. Not a single one of right. his moves. But the reason why he's a, a legend is because he can sell. That's the that's the only that's not the only reason. Yeah. He's a great wrestler, but you know what I mean. Right, exactly. So like, there's his kind of. So it's like his selling and Sean selling is the certain type of selling. I think Sami Zayn's got that, and I've always kind of thought that. I'm just I'm not. There's something about Sami Zayn that he doesn't he doesn't have me yet, but he has that. He, he really, whenever he's selling, I don't want to compliment him too much. It's not really anything else. But the way he sells, I see Shawn Michaels. Like, I see the way he is, I, I don't know how to explain it. The way he has to, he can't even get up and he has to use somebody else to help him yeah. up. He does little things that are really, not Shawn Michaels in the prime of his 90s, but Shawn Michaels second prime after back surgery selling. Because he had a little bit of different selling Sorry, I I look very deep into Sean's soul. Um, yes, I just said that. Um, anyway, I thought it was very good. I thought it was an old school match. It was way too long for me. Good selling. I gave it a B only because it got to be. You can have a long this match. It wasn't even that long. I don't think it hit thirty minutes. I think it was just under thirty minutes. But man, I got a little bored in it. They they. They didn't hook me. They didn't hook me. Wow. So I, I only gave it a B, not even a B plus. There was something about it that just seemed a little, a little off on the entertainment aspect. It didn't. See, grab- I, I, I even put in my notes. I was like, "There's no way Cass won't love this one," because I felt I like think- it was more pace. You're like, I yeah, loved that's- it. That's yeah, your I mean, thing. Like, I feel like that's like thing. I felt like I was like, this is a cast match because it's modern. Like they're doing modern up tempo spots, but right. they let stuff breathe. It was like. I mean, I thought you were gonna love it, but yeah. So I didn't, split, hate, it. I didn't hate it. I gave it a B. So, so if we're going, if we're going show by show right now, just one match in, you're are you leaning towards AEW? Yeah, we're totally different on this one. I'm, oh, I'm AEW. Yeah. I'm okay. A- well, we're we're splitsies on this one for sure yeah. because I definitely give the nod, like yeah. the nod by a mile to Cesaro and Sami Zayn. But let's jump back over, man. Let's go ahead and get Things into match change. number two. 
we had uh, the, the triple threat, the women's triple threat here. Uh, we had Rio versus Nyla Rose versus Yuka Sakazaki. Um, yeah. yeah, man. So what did you think about this match? Do you want to go? You want to, should I get, like, go ahead yeah. and give my thoughts here? I'm going to crack right. one open for the, for the working man. Crack one open. Oh, that yeah. wasn't even loud. That was weak. loud. That was weak. Sorry, that's yeah. a bottle. Who's starting? Me? You want me to go on, or are you going on? Yeah, yeah. You go ahead. You go ahead and say. Yeah, it. let me hit it. Let me hit it. So my first, uh, one of my notes before this actually was after the first match, Christopher Daniels, Shima. Uh, just looking at the production and everything, and how things were going with commentary and the transition from one match to another, I had the thought like they they seem like this was probably a practice. I don't want to say probably because I have no idea, but maybe this was a, a real. Uh, obviously, everything they're kind of use it. They're going to use their. They're going to use their experience on all these shows for the TNT show. But I really thought like I could see them. This show really felt like they were practicing for their weekly show. They just I don't know some of their camera angles and going to the next spot. Like it kind of started to look like less of a pay per view than I, which wasn't bad or anything, but. Uh, I, I hope, and I hope that their TNT show is like this. I mean, I, I, I don't know. It seemed like, I guess what I'm trying to say is, I think they're going to be okay production-wise, because I know that's a big, that's a, that everybody's, you know, they don't have, WWE is obviously eating everybody up that could help them. They're just going to grab them and sign well, TNT them. TNT is paying for the production, like the actual right. company, which is, that's right. going to be huge but, for them. You still need a wrestling person, which oh they, yeah yeah yeah, they, yeah, and they have people. They have Dean Malenko. They have they have some smart people, and yeah. they'll make it work. And you saw that there was there was more mess ups to the first show they had than this one, I believe. But anyway, so you got Rio, Nala Rose, uh, Yuka Sakazaki. It was a very Japanese match. I know they weren't all Japanese, but it, it was a very Japanese style match to me. Um, I actually was surprised that it was it was fun and it wasn't bad. I was actually having fun watching it. They did a cre- they did a bunch of creative two on one spots because uh, Rio and uh, Yuka were a lot smaller. Uh, I think Yuka Sakazaki is the one that's been wrestling since she was like what two? I don't know. I'm kidding. Like 13 or something. She's been wrestling as a kid. I think she like went viral some years back. I don't know if that's the same girl, but they 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 bring that up that she's been wrestling since like way underage. Um, so they're way small smaller than Rose, and they did a bunch of creative two on one spots. Uh, there was a couple of those got a little sloppy, um, and then it got a little too long. But other than that, man, Rose off the top, she moved and it looked like it hurt. She did a move off the top ropes, and it it really scared me. Um, I think Rose, I think it was, she tried to send Tom bomb, right. And she missed, it was very impressive. Um, I liked the, the pin breakup exchange where they went back and forth, back and forth. And then I was really, I was really surprised that Rio, the smallest one, even though she's not that much smaller than the, the other Japanese girl, she was so small. I just didn't see that one. I didn't see her winning. I actually got really excited about it. I was, I enjoyed this match. From top to finish, I know it's crazy. I know it's crazy. I know it's a triple threat match. I know I, I I'm sorry. I don't know if I was in a mood. I gave the match an A. I gave the match an A. I, I heard it was just a, happening? It was a what great is happening? match. I don't know, Daniel. I don't know, but I loved it. I loved this match. The same guy I that pretty much God, buried double or nothing. Pretty much yes. A. 
AEW's first show is just right. so. You know, I really like Nyla Rose, uh, the you know the bigger the bigger girl in this match, and I think that she could be a absolute superstar. Like I think I could I would love to see some intergender matches with her. Actually, I feel like those would be really cool. Um, but yeah, man, I I mean. She definitely needs to work on taking some some bumps. Like she took a like a Hurricane Rana really awkwardly. I think she actually took two of them kind of awkwardly, which which made me like the first time I was like, oh, she just didn't get her footing right. And then she like later on in the match, I think the other girl gave her one in it. She took like the same. It was almost just like a forward roll that you like learn in training camp, like right. wrestling training camp. And it was like it yeah, just it looked yeah. a little a little weird. But I and honestly, I just felt like there was some pretty awkward spots in the beginning, it, it, you know, to me. And then Yuka took that like, you know, she kind of like was supposed to hop up to the very top rope and then jump, do the dive, and, and she, she like wiggled, stuttered, yeah. and then got down and then got back up. It just it was way too awkward and she, way too. I think she although, recovered that one. She well, recovered. Okay, I think that the, the commentary did a great job of saving that, in my opinion. That's that that's that's the only thing that made it work to me. Uh, now, but Nyla, you know, Nyla delivering the guillotine knee off the top, off the top rope was dope. Uh, and there were some great false finishes in there. And I did like the nice quick roll up and just like that, that's, that's how it ends. I feel like that's how you do it in a triple threat match to make everybody kind of keep their credibility. Um, so I liked the match again, and I actually rated this one a little bit higher than the Daniels and Shima match because I knew who the heel was. Uh, and, yeah. and it was, you know what I mean? Like it, there was, there was that the roles were there and it felt good to me. So I gave it three stars, which would have been a B, B to a B plus. Maybe that's where I was at too. I just meant that it was, gr- I had fun during the whole thing. I didn't, I wasn't bored during it. Like, yeah, that's all I meant with my A. I mean, a, a B plus A, whatever. It was just a fun match, but go, I'm sorry. I digress. You go on, go on. No, no, you're absolutely right. And that's it. But you know what? Uh, you know, one thing though, that we're, we're not going to have to argue about semantics wise. And this one, I'm pretty sure. We're not going to have to argue about anything because none of this was fresh or good or clean to me. Uh, the second match on the NXT show was CJ <laughs> Parker or Juice Robinson, that poor, poor, poor son of a bitch, versus the green as grass, jolly green giant, Mojo Raleigh. Um, my first note is, well, the first match was great, LOL. Like, that's like, because this was just, it was... It was real bad. I mean, honestly, it felt weird seeing these guys in this spot because Juice is a great worker and he's gone on to do really cool things in New Japan. Um, and he's definitely doing his damnedest in this match to carry Mojo, but you just can't carry a hunk of lard that is just terrible. I mean, he just just came right off of the rock anthem music video and just stumbled into like his life that way. It's, it's always MFAO songs just play. Playing in his head, I could breathe time, see his face, think of terrible white color music. Um, yeah, I mean, and he went over with an atomic butt drop. So, I mean, what? I just, well, all right, let's just dial that in real quick. Yeah. Mojo Raleigh got the win with an atomic butt drop. Hey, man, you got to change it and up he, sometimes. And he calls the hyperdrive because that makes sense. Uh, I mean, in hindsight, obviously the wrong guy went over. In hindsight, obviously you pushed the wrong guy. Uh, but yeah, I gave this match one star because I felt bad for Juice Robinson. What did you think about C.J. Parker? Oh man, AKA Juice Robinson versus Mojo Rally. I'm be honest, I like Mojo Rally. I think Mojo Rally's a great guy, and I don't think he's that bad. I think back then he was oh, green. Wait, this as- isn't one of those jokes. This isn't one of those cast things where you like say something really no. sarcastic and it's obvious 
No, no, no. I'm not, and I'm not going to. I'm giving you an out right now. I'm giving you an out. I'm not rating it high. I'm just, uh, let me tell you. Let me tell you. NXT at this time, this was, you know, NXT was a lot more of a developmental like they are today, but they were way more. I don't know who CJ Parker is. I don't know who CJ Parker is to this day. I don't know who that is. He's, he's, I like wrestling. I've never heard of him. I've never. You said he does stuff in New Japan. Cool. I don't. I don't know who that is. Juice I didn't think Robinson. he was. Juice Robinson, C.J. Parker, either one. Never heard of him. Sorry. Tweet Check at him. Out. You'll Tweet like him. He's a good wrestler. He, he had a good look. I liked his look, and I liked his wrestling. I thought Mojo was very green. I think Mojo's a really good guy, though. Personally, I. I, I mean, I don't know him, but I, I've. I've seen and read some things about him. Uh, yeah, you know, he's got that bro gimmick, but Mojo's actually a down-to-earth good dude, and I think he's improved a lot. I think he's he's doing a lot better. He was definitely green. Definitely green as grass here. The crowd was dead. I mean, the, the crowd was dead as a nail, dude. They did not help this terrible match. Uh, it was probably because of how long the match was before that. So this was obviously a cool-down match, and you saw that with that crowd. I mean, the crowd was just dead. Um, yeah. I thought for sure this match would suck when I saw it because I could just sell. I could see Mojo. <coughs> inter- I could see Mojo Raleigh entering the ring. How he got into the ring. I was like, oh geez, this guy. This is not yeah. gonna be good. He is green. Like I could just tell how he stood there while they were. In- introducing him i could tell it wasn't going to be good it wasn't as bad as i thought it would be thank god it was short thank god it was a short and sweet with the crowd dead because they just sat through a clinic with Sami Zayn and cesaro i don't give it as bad of a grade i give it a c you know it definitely didn't steal the show i don't think it crapped the bed as it could have with how green mojo was i don't think you could tell me I don't think you could say Mojo like ruined spots and just like killed the mat. He didn't look that green. He wasn't like, you know, he looked like he had been doing it for a while, but he right. still had ways to go. I mean, he he didn't kill it. I think probably you're talking up this CJ Parker guy or whatever you call him. He was great. So it was a short little match, and they put Mojo over because that's the guy they're building to. I gave it a C. I don't think there was anything wrong with the match, really. That sucked. Mojo Raleigh sucks. He, I don't care how good of a guy he is. He might be he's a fantastic a, guy, but he's a terrible wrestler. Period. I, I don't. I mean, Titus O'Neil is a great guy too. He's a really good guy, but he's a shit wrestler. I'm sorry. Like he's Mojo just not is good. Good. Like, good. Mojo is not good. In no world is Mojo Raleigh a good wrestler. In no in no universe is Mojo. Dude, he is he's bad. A big he's, guy. He's Ryback bad. He's really bad. He's no. he is yes he is dude yes he no, absolutely you're hating is. on him dude I'm hate. not hating on him he has zero skill he has zero That's, wrestling skill you can't say he has zero skill he has zero he has a lot of athletic ability he has zero wrestling he did skill. fine in this match he didn't do anything wrong in the match he was so green in this match nothing he did nothing wrong he had I, terrible creative decisions and creative ideas which who knows who if he picked that out or or his uh um the agent of the match did but you know whatever i gave it a c i didn't give it an a yeah yeah i know i know what you gave it but yeah (laughs) well i mean if we're going back and forth here though we got to give the nod i mean at least in my opinion you got to give it the nod to the triple threat right yeah aew yeah Yeah, okay so we're just i mean we're we're plugging right along uh let's jump back over to the nxt arrival show then 
Um, we just left the NXT show. Yeah, we show. did. Yeah, we why, did. You know you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Let's go back. Let's Maybe go back. Maybe we should go to AEW. Let's go back to AEW. You're right. You're right. My bad. Yeah. So match number three. Um, man, like, well, all right. So in between these matches, the, I, I, I feel like. There was there was really good commentary. Like you know, you had you know, we t- we broke down on the double or nothing spot where they had the camera on the commentary booth and they just looked like deer in the headlights, like yeah. every single time, and it was really bad. Uh, you know, they cut they cut to them here, and I felt like they were having the same kind of technical difficulties. They were still working it out, but they just they all handled it so much better than the double or nothing show. Like I mean significantly better i really cannot sell this commentary booth anymore i really hope they continue to use golden boy so good uh uh, another thing too man mjf is a star like i know he came out and cut it like a promo before this match he was like the first one out but that guy is a star like i mean he is going to be a massive star barring any serious injury god will you know god willing knock on wood whatever like this dude is going to be a big player for a very long time. Cause I'm pretty sure he's only like 24 years old or something like that. So yeah, this dude's going to last for a long time. Uh, man, I, I, I really love the Adam page gimmick too. He's a fantastic, or I mean, I really love Adam page, but I hate his gimmick. That's what I meant to say. I really don't like the, the hangman cowboy thing. I just don't like, I don't like that. I feel like hangman is just such a cheesy name, uh, especially for him. Um, old school. Yeah, man. I, I do think that all four of the guys in this match, though, are stars in their own way. Differently, uh, you know, even Havoc. I, I feel like he's he's he, he has a lot of that. He doesn't look like Foley, but he that's that's how he's going to get over. He's going to do the ridiculous bumps until people just love him and he's over for life. Like that's that's just that's what he's going to do. Like, uh, and and I thought the match as a whole was just very good. Uh, you know, it, it, I I wrote here that. You know, this being the third match in the main show, I felt that this up up to this point, this was definitely match of the night. Um, you know, the triple corner spot in into MJF was very cool. You know, we've seen mm-hmm. that like superplex powerbomb thing several times, but I've never seen, you know, the guy taking the suplex turn it into like a senton dive and take out a fourth guy. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, they managed to make a four way not feel jumbled and overloaded, and it didn't feel rushed to me. And that's really, 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 really hard to do. Uh, I love Hangman Page's finish, too. I love that, like, inverted tombstone thing that he does. Um, and I gave the match three and a half stars. So I gave it, like, a B plus. Uh, you know, I, I loved it. Almost an A. Uh, what did you think about Jungle Boy, MJF, Jimmy Havoc versus Adam Page? I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I hate when we agree so much. But we're going to... We're going to agree a lot on this one. I tell you, uh, I loved MJF's promo before the match. He used a throwback uh, a pencil neck geek. Uh, that's a, a throwback to old school WWF uh, classic. Classy Freddie Blassie. Um, yeah, classy Freddie Bra- uh, Blassie. That was uh, awesome to hear him say that. And then I, I thought about it a little bit. I was like, is, that g- is he allowed to say that? Is that okay? I loved it. So, you yeah. know what? I think he's okay to say it. I mean, I was like, I mean, maybe, I don't know. I thought it was cool. Um, uh, again, some of my problems with AEW on the first show we talked about, some of the guys just seem too small. And I, I, man, I hate to be that guy, but you know, Jungle Boy, he looks, he's, he's, 
He's very fit, but Jungle Boy looked a little small. Uh, Jimmy Havoc looked really small. Yeah, I don't care um, if you're really small if you're fit. Like, Jungle Boy is so yeah. ripped, and as long as he's high high intensity like that, it makes sense. Well, that's you know, what I was— big hair, super skinny, but just ripped to shreds, yeah. I'm fine with that. Like, And that's what I was getting at. They they sold me after that. that yeah, those are okay. my first notes. Those are my first notes. Like— Oh man, you know they're they're small, and I know I know because I, I just know the average person. You're trying to grab the average person to watch your show, which I know you know nine times nine nine times out of ten it's not going to happen. But you are trying to to gain more fans. You're not just trying to keep the fans you have. Sure, so sure, sure. I know sometimes seeing small guys, people, you know, you know that good old country boy is going to say, "Well, I can whoop his ass," you know. But right, right, I right, think right. Jungle Boy sold me after that. Yeah, you know, I liked him. I like. I, I thought he was cool. Uh, Sam Jimmy Havoc. I don't, I don't. You know, it's better than the uh, guy from The Best Friends. Whatever, Chuck. Chuck That's Taylor. Just yeah. Terrible. Yeah, I could whip his ass. Um, man, there was one. It, like you said, MJF, dude. He did a fake suicide uh, dive, and then he said, "I don't have to flip." He yelled out loud, like yeah. that had me. After that, I was like, "Oh, he's my favorite. He's my yeah. new favorite man." Uh, that was really cool. That and the pencil neck geek thing. He just had me like, this is my guy. Uh, like you said, superplex powerbomb off the top onto MJF. That was cool. Uh, again, you also said some of the same notes, man. A four-way match can be hard to do. We've seen yeah. any type of uh, triple threat, four-way, any any t- any type of these matches. You'll hear wrestlers say it themselves. It's just uh, themselves. It, it's just really hard to put one together. I thought they did great. And then. I realized MJF was the one who interrupted Brett when Brett uh, introduced the title for AEW. Well, I don't know if he meant to do this, but he was wearing pink shorts. So I saw the pink shorts. Then he went for sharpshooters in the match. He kept going for the sharpshooter. And it was kind of like, I'll say it. I think this is my new theme. This might be a a cast the Kid Lush shirt or a KG cast the Kid Lush shirt. It's Brett. So (laughs) when I saw that, the sharpshooter it was uh yeah f f brett um i thought the finish was okay i gave it a b gave it a b i'm really similar to you on this one man i think i think we're close on this one yeah 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 and so like you know hopping back over and going back to the nostalgia show uh, i feel like there's nothing more nostalgic on this show than this next match um before the match though we had an emma promo uh, and I loved it. I'm really miss Emma. I really hope she pops up in AEW. Oh, yeah. I, especially this version of Emma with like the little hand dance and all that. Like I was, I I loved this girl. Oh, I, just, I like the black lips, Emma. I like. Yeah, the, I mean, either way, I love Emma. Just period. Yeah. I feel like she's phenomenal. She's, I mean, of course she's gorgeous, but I love her as a wrestler too. I thought she was great. But yeah, so the next match was the Ascension versus Too Cool. Uh, that's right. I said Too Cool from the Attitude Era days. Uh, Scotty Too Hottie and Grandmaster Sexay. Uh, yeah, man. Dude, so the Ascension. Man, okay, let's just... I just want to take a brief moment to... A quick moment of silence for every single NXT Tag Team Championship team. Because literally not a single one of them has gotten over on the that main is, card. That's so good. That's so true. And it's unacceptable, dude. So it's true. unacceptable. The Ascension was so... Good, dude. They were such a good team. And they just immediately got pooped on and were, like, not taken seriously. Uh, You know, Bam was great, dude. Like, Blake and Murphy with Alexa, they were a great tag team. They were a phenomenal tag team. And they just disappeared off the face of the earth. Uh, American Alpha, 
fantastic tag team that you pretty much broke up right once they got into the main roster. The Revival, you pretty much buried... They're, they're the tag champs right now, but the Raw tag titles mean so little because you buried these tag teams so much. It's just embarrassing. So that's my little rant on the current product. But yeah, you've buried pretty much every NXT tag team champion ever. But yeah, at this time, before they made it to the main roster, the Ascension was a real threat. They were a badass tag team. I loved it. Um... And but like so it was cool to watch this because I'd honestly forgot when they were cool. I forgot when the incision wasn't just a joke in like the fashion police, uh, you know, skits on SmackDown or whatever. Like, uh, but yeah, they were they were awesome. I, I felt like the match was pretty good. I felt like it was a basic tag match. It wasn't too special. Uh, it was a bit too long, honestly. I, I, I felt like the. I mean, obviously, Scotty Too Hotty and Grandmaster Sexy, they're, they're both past their prime. And if we're being totally honest, they weren't really main event level from the Attitude Area anyway. So I felt like this match could have been a few minutes shorter, uh, but I, I understand why it got the amount of time it did just based on how many matches were on the show total. Uh, I didn't hate it, uh, but the Ascension goes over after the fall of man finish on Scotty, uh, pretty much like a diving forearm with a, like a reverse sweep kick. Uh, it's it's pretty cool. It's a pretty solid, uh, pretty solid finish. Yeah, I would encourage if you guys didn't ever watch a lot of NXT beforehand, like I highly encourage you to go look up the Ascension's run in like 2014 and 2015. It was really, really, really good. Uh, but I ended up just giving this match two stars, so like C minus to a D plus, I'd say. Uh, what did you think right. about the Ascension versus Too Cool? Man, I was, I was hell yeah to see Too Cool. I was, I was surprised. I didn't know they were on the show. Uh, rest in peace, Grandmaster Sexay. Uh, it was uh, it was cool to see them, and I, I didn't think they looked bad. They didn't look bad at the whole match. They looked good. I was I was surprised. I was like, man, they're they're keeping up, man. They didn't show any signs of like old age or any of that. Um, and then you know, I really had the same ideas of that you had about about the about the ascension in in general. I thought that they were really good. They didn't even have face paint here, but I think even with the face paint, with the obvious throwback to, you know, old tag teams, uh, with the Legion of Doom and and all those other ones, I thought that they could have worked. And I thought that after watching AEW, AEW is, you know, they're they're kind of keeping kayfabe alive a little more and saying yeah, matches mean something. All. They're saying matches mean something. They're not doing this whole reality thing where it's like. They kind of admit, you know, people will have a match and then take selfies with each other and do all this crap. WWE, I feel like AEW is being a little more strict about that. And, you know, it's, yes, everybody knew it was, and they've even said it in, in some behind-the-scenes interviews, everybody knew it was fake in the 90s, but in the 90s, wrestling was amazing. They just, yeah. we didn't, like, treat them, we didn't just kind of blow away the business like that. And yeah. unless... WWE gets back to that, which I think they could. It, just because they're at where they're at now doesn't mean they can't go back to that. But I don't know if I'll ever enjoy WWE again unless they go back to that. And after watching AEW, even though I shit on it the, the past couple shows or the last show that they had, the first show really, um, yeah. I, I see a lot of hope in them. And I think a team like the Ascension, even with the face paint, they would work in AEW. They can't work in WWE because it, everything in WWE is all about social media and, and, and who you are is who you really are, and they bring up all the real things, and it's all about – it's like it's not going to work that way. And I really saw that when I looked at the Ascension. Like they just weren't going to work 
you know, they worked in, in NXT because NXT was a was kind of doing the AEW thing, was kind of doing the old school wrestling thing. But they just can't work in the WWE Monday Night Raw SmackDown product. But I think the Ascension could actually work in AEW, and, and I would love to see that. Um, other notes on the match, Regal got a lot better because at the beginning of the show, your boy was, was struggling hard. He yeah. was saying some funny heel stuff and being like a good old school uh, Jerry the King Lawler heel, and I liked that. Um, again, I said it already. Too cool. Didn't look bad. Nothing special with this match. Knew what was going to happen. Knew the match was set for Ascension. Uh, it was just cool to see too cool. And, uh, it wasn't bad. I gave it a C. Yeah. I mean, either way though, I feel like we definitely got to lean towards the, uh, the four corners match or the four way dance here. But dude, I a hundred percent agree, man. I think that, I think that like, first of all, I mean, everybody that's left thus far, like, you know, I feel like we'll get to it later on here. Uh, maybe actually after this next little ma- match here, but but yeah, like dude, like Sean Spears, aka Ty Dillinger. I mean, that dude has had a huge come up just from going to AEW. Like, uh, but I mean, there's there's tons of guys. Like, I mean, Blake and Murphy. I think like, I think I I specifically think that like those dudes both could do like. I mean, Buddy Murphy especially. Like, you know, former cruiserweight mm-hmm. champion. That dude would be a stud in AEW, especially wrestling like MJF and like. Those kind of guys, I feel like he would kill it. Um, a lot, a lot of the old NXT talent, I feel like that has. I mean, Fandango, I think, would be great in AEW with a different gimmick. Just call him yeah. Johnny Curtis. Like, just get rid of the fan. I mean, that's the thing too. Like, a lot of these guys are just buried by their gimmicks. Like, I mean, Tyler Breeze, Xavier Woods, all these guys would be superstars. I mean, main event level talents. I'm not talking about oh, they'd fill in the mid card well, but like, dude, the Johnny Curtis, aka Fandango. Could be a main event guy in AEW. Like, no question. Got the body. All Dude, three of those guys you just mentioned have bodies. Charisma. They, they the can parts. all talk. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They're I mean, good workers. They're good workers. Like, that's 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 what AEW. They don't need these Chuck Taylor guys. They need. That's what they need, man. Dude, oh, what a time to be a wrestling fan. Oh, what a time to be oh. alive. And speaking of somebody who might not be alive if they keep wrestling the way they do. Let's talk back into the AEW show. It was Darby Allen versus Cody, the American Nightmare. Uh, Cody Rhodes. I got to say, Cody is looking a little larger uh, on this show. Uh, he's not full on like Chuck Taylor style, uh, but he definitely needs to do a cut before All Out. He's just looking a little bit puffy. Not, not, I'm not saying the guy's fat, but he did look just a little bit larger. Uh, I know he went on a long vacation after All In, so, you know. Some of those beers and steaks kind of catch up with you if you're not hitting the gym like you normally do. I'm sure he'll be fine for all out, though. But, yeah, Darby Allen may be one of my new favorite wrestlers. I got to just say that, too. Uh, it just seems like he has a fresh take on being a wrestler in 2019, and it's it was cool to see. Uh, he do, he seems to, like, just genuinely think about the business differently. Uh, similar to, like, a Mick Foley style uh, but not the same, you know what I mean? It, like genuinely on his own, like maybe more towards that Foley style, but it genuinely is kind of his own. Like I've never, ever seen somebody like be thrown into the buckle and then just like kind of cannonball between the top and second buckle and fling themselves to the outside. Like that was super cool to me. I'd, I've literally never seen it before. Um, it was super sick. Uh, the, I mean, it was it was cool to see a young guy too, like not doing like a lot of just like lucha libre style fast pace, you know, a lot of flips, a lot of head scissors, a lot of like tilt a whirl spots, uh, a lot of like wheelbarrow spots. It, it was cool to kind of see him try to just wrestle 
a grimy, gritty pace, even though he's probably a buck sixty at a buck sixty-five, maybe. Um, man, I mean, I, I also do love that the matches have time limits, uh, and you know, obviously, we'll get to the end here. But I felt like it added to the drama, especially having the announcer kind of announce how much time is gone. It's a very old school NWA thing to do, uh, but it does. Work. Uh, and now we can all talk about the bump that, that happened. Uh, you know, the, the cough and drop, uh, you know, from the top rope onto the apron was absolutely disgusting. Uh, mm-hmm. I literally stood up off my couch and covered my mouth because, like, it just looked like he, like, popped a couple discs in his back just right then. Uh, man. But, yeah, I, did, I mean, Cody did a fantastic job of leading the match as well. And just kind of – Cody was just kind of like the wizard – letting the young buck kind of do his thing uh when i say young buck there's no pun intended there uh i mean they just he kind of like he did a really good job of just kind of like you know leading the beast on a leash uh, and it, it was really really good uh i honestly think that at this point at th- today right now cody rhodes is the is if not the best wrestler in the world he's at least my favorite wrestler in the world and i you know you guys all know that i'm a, a huge seth rollins mark like you all know that i love Love Seth right now, but dude, this guy, like, he can work with anybody. He can work with anybody. He can do anything. Uh, he can do any kind of, he can do the, the high tempo, you know, Young Buck style, multi high spot match. And he can also just sit down and, like, he could wrestle Ricky Morton right now and have, I'm, I'm no doubt, have a great match. So, like, yeah, I ended up giving this match four stars. I loved it. I gave it an A. Um, I love Cody Rhodes, and that's that. What did you think about Cody Rhodes versus uh, Darby Allen? Man, quit stealing my notes, dude. Quit stealing my notes. Come on now. We can't we can't just agree the whole show. Uh yeah, man. I I really liked uh, Darby Allen's background story. And like you said, just all together, let me just cut to the chase. Same with you, Darby Allen, one of my favorites. I've never heard of this guy before before this. He is one of my new favorites. Something about him. I like his look. I like his size. I like everything about him. I really, I like how he wrestled. I like his pacing. I like his style, dude. I just like yeah. it. His be- they, they, the commentary did a good job. Like I started off with, go back to that. The backstory, um, a car accident with his dad dying. You know, there was emotion in there, and he's, and it just showed, man. It just shows the, the. He's got a story that follows him within every match. He's got this emotion that he wrestles with, man. His or yeah. his not his dad, his uncle. I don't know if I said dad or uncle, but his uncle died in a car accident that he was in. And I'm sure yeah. I don't I didn't look it up if it was a true story. I don't know why you would make that up, so I'm assuming that is a true story. And yeah, that's man, it's just edge. Right. And it's just really cool. It just it just gives him this 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 uh edge, you know? He's yeah. he's wrestling every match with a story where yeah. He's out there because of this, man, and he's he's wearing his heart on his sleeve. He's got, you know, the painted face and all that. I, I, man, that is just – he is right up my alley on, on a guy that I'm going to have to watch AEW just for him, and I'm also going to have to watch AEW for Cody <coughs> freaking Rhodes. First yeah, note yeah. I thought was hilarious was the announcer goes – and introducing Cody with Mandy Rhodes. Yeah. So instead of because they can't say Cody Rhodes, so they said yeah. Cody really loud, and then in a soft voice he said with Mandy Rhodes because it's Mandy Rhodes. I was like, oh Brandy, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you play it back, I, I challenge all of you to go listen to it. It literally sounds like he's saying, introducing next Cody Rhodes, but instead he's saying 
Cody with Mandy. Cody and Brandy, oh! yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or, I'm sorry, Brandy. Did yeah. I say Mandy? I'm sorry. Yeah, it's all yeah. good. It's all good. Brandy, Mandy, same thing. Who cares? <laughs> no. So, yeah, well, whatever. That, the point is is that they're saying her name really, really softly. I thought that was genius. I'd love to know who came up with that. If it was, I, I don't know. That that was like, that was top-notch stuff right there. Um, also, question, what did you think about Cody Rhodes's, uh boots? Did you think they looked similar to Triple H's, like, white boots? At all? Did no, he's look? been wearing those. Uh, I don't think they. I, don't, I mean, this, I, I, this honestly, like they look. The they look. More, they look. They look more like Ziggler boots to me. But that's just. That's just. Me. I thought they had a very similar. And I don't know. That was just a thought. They looked very similar to like uh, Triple H's very famous white boots. And Triple H puts that, you know, that skull-looking logo on it. And, and and Cody Rhodes also had a black logo. I thought Cody was going to do a pedigree the whole match because of those boots, and I was totally wrong. Oh, um, no. I would not have liked that. Yeah. I think he's kind of already – he's done his thing with that, with the whole sledgehammer thing. Um, who knows? All right, I thought it was an old-school match. I thought they mixed – you kind of touched on this, I think, with the first match maybe, or, or, or one of the matches. But I, I thought they did that in this match where they mixed – the new school with the old school. They kept yeah. it old paced, but they still did spots. They still did. Yeah. They still were impressive to keep the new school fans in that want to chant. This is awesome. But then they still were hooking people who like the old school, the old school stuff. And I think they really mixed the two perfectly. Yeah. I, I mean, the only thing I can take away from it is that I thought the match was way too long. Uh, I thought it could have ended sooner. Another thing I think I meant to say earlier, but you you said it and reminded me. I love that they kept saying the no no no. Actually, yeah, you're right. It gets later in the match. The whole time limit thing. I really like that. That was like uh, not WWE. That was like very NWA ish. Like where you announce uh, ten yeah. more minutes in the match. Yeah 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 yeah. That was cool. That 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 felt really old school. It's like I, I like what they're doing, man. I like yeah, I like, I like that they, a lot. Yeah. When they were doing that, I was just I got happy. I was like, man, I like what AEW is doing, man. And then and then the fall off, the, whatever to the apron. I got wrestling friends, and they all said that was dumb. Don't do that. Like you said, <laughs> you you vertebrae or whatever. Something's not gonna. Yeah, feel I mean, like dude. I, okay, like so. Look, I I agree, man. I agree, and I, I we have a lot. Of, I got a lot of indie wrestling like workers too that are friends of mine, and listen, I know I know a few of you guys listen to the show, and I love you to death. But yo, that dude is on that show because he does those bumps. So yeah, you can call him stupid, but he's there, and that might be why you're not. I love you guys to death. I'm not I'm not trying to harp on you. And yeah, sure, you might have a longer career, but he's probably gonna make more money in the short term. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't know, I'm just man. Saying. Hey, Cody never this ain't doing that. I don't know. It but just, that kid's like 160 where pounds. He can't yeah, wrestle where like you're at? Where you at? Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. You're right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. And then, so you overall, know, what was your grade on it? So they brought the body bag in, you know. Yeah, the, yeah, you yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Finish time limit draw. So that was this match. Sorry. The time limit draw was this match. Um, Again, like I said, I thought he would do the, the – I thought he would do the pedigree. He didn't do that. Um, so before, do you want me to stop right here before we go with what happens at the end after the match? Well, yeah, let's do the rating okay. now and then we'll okay. talk about that. Okay. The, so I gave the match uh, before the, everything else happened after the match. Let's stop there. Um, time limit draw, whatever. I gave it a B plus very high grade. One of the highest grades of the night. I know I gave an A already or two A's already, but B plus, I thought this was fantastic. So you thought that Daniels and Shima was better than this match. 
Let's let's start with where I was at when I started the pay per view. Okay. okay. So you see what I'm saying? And then yeah, I got there. Yeah. So um after if I were to that was my grade at that moment, whatever. So in yeah. grading with what they were working with, what they were doing. Okay. Um, do I think I mean it's Daniels, not that far off the difference. Right. So yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah. Do I, but do I think Daniel's match is better than this one? No. But do I think what they did right there with what they had and the time it was different. I'm not grading yeah. matches against each other. I'm grading with sure. the matches and matches. Maybe I should, but I don't know. Yeah, it was they both but like you said, they're both it's close. B plus. You B plus. Yeah. It's really close. I, I don't care. <laughs> okay, well then let's talk about it, man. Let's talk about the you know, like the bait it's kind of been like a debate, another huge debate on the IWC. Uh, is this whole unprotected chair shot. It's, it seems like it's really polarizing right now. It's like you'll have half the people that are like, it was awesome, we love it. So, like, bringing back intense wrestling and violence, we love it. And the other half is like, it was so dumb. Why would you do that? Uh, there's CTE. Y'all are so dumb. That's crazy. Y'all are so dumb. That's a dumb thing to do. Y'all are desperate. You're desperate. Like, dude, that's it's really a stupid thing to say, first of all. Like, it's obviously it's a gimmick chair. And, like, look... All right, so I know that everyone's saying, and again, we talked about how AEW is doing the kayfabe thing. I know how everyone is saying that, like, this whole thing was a mistake. You know, Tony Khan did his like whole post post conference like interview and was like, it was a it was a pilot error, it was a user error, whatever. We we gimmicked the chair to make it safe. It was aluminum based. It was gonna be like a cookie sheet. It would have been fine. No, he doesn't have a concussion. He got 12 stitches in the back of his head. Dude, if you watch that, and I've watched the clip four times, and they say, oh, it wrapped around to the back of his head, and the top part of the seat is what clipped him and cut him and gave him a huge gash. First of all, the camera's up on the back of his head, like, the whole time. It doesn't touch his head. It never touches that part of the back of his head. And that big gash, that's his hair. I am 100% positive. Come in close. I am 100% positive. He gigged himself in the back of the head. That dude, it, he, that was a gimmicked chair. And I think the whole like user error thing is just to help make Sean Spears look like a heel. It's all it's all kayfabe, dude. I love it, by the way. I love it. I think yeah. they're doing it perfectly. They should say, oh, this, that'll never happen again. I can't believe we let that happen. It was a mistake. It's never going to happen. Because then like every time it happens again, it'll actually seem like a shock. Like They're doing a great job of selling their product and using kayfabe as a viable selling tool. It's just, it's... Really good. I enjoyed that second half of, of uh, you know, that post-match spot there. What did you think about the, the chair shot and, and, you know, what everybody's kind of bitching? Yeah. Let, let me touch on the first thing. I'm going to go all the way down the list that you said. These guys who think they're these smart marks who are going to talk about this chair shot, they also loved your boy moving two discs in his back when he fell off and landed on the apron. That's yeah. cool. Fall on your back on the apron and ruin your back. Do all these inverted tombstones and almost ruin your life. But get hit in the head by a freaking chair? If you give me the choice, hey, land on your back on the apron and take a chair shot without a doctor chair? I'm taking without a doctor chair. I'm going to take the the chair shot. Okay, that aside. Okay, it was all kayfabe, dude. There there were so many signs that this was kayfabe. Cody... Got himself the juice because they even did a slow motion replay on the freaking show. And you can yeah. see that the, the the chair doesn't even touch anywhere near his head's bleeding. Second, the commentary brought up the word CTE. 
They all brought it up multiple times. Oh, man, this is terrible. You know, you don't like to see that. We don't see that now and then because of CTE. CTE. Hey, guys, did you guys hear us talk about CTE? It was all kayfabe. Yeah, and then you got kayfabe. MJ. Everybody's MJ, getting worked, man. Yeah, MJF runs down. In commentary, I wish they wouldn't have done this because I was like, oh, man, why is MJF helping Cody Rhodes? That doesn't seem like they should be on the same team. Commentary kind of brought it up a little bit, which kind of seemed like 90s kayfabe. Like, look, look, ladies and gentlemen, and what a maneuver. MJF isn't supposed to be out there with Cody Rhodes if he's helping him. And they kind of no, did that. No, they weren't doing that. Not at all. Like, he's, not he's not on, that he, bad, but they, he's they on the He's on the YouTube channel all, all the time. He's well, like, they brought, they, they're, 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 they're I guess together they all explained, the time. They explained it. Like, I know yeah, they, yeah, yeah. you wouldn't think it. And they, ha- I guess maybe that's. Oh, more. Were, I see. I see. I see. They, they explained see. a little bit more of MJF. All right. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's all right. Um, I lo- Oh, side note. That's where I got to see Dean Malenko. And I forgot that I had read before Dean Malenko was with AEW. I was like, oh, shoot. Because Dean Malenko came down and helped Cody out. I thought it was so kayfabe. And I love it. I love the aftermath of it. They should die with it. They should die. They Cody Rhodes should, whenever he's on his grave, somebody should say, hey, Cody, did you gig yourself in the back of the head? He should say, hell no, I didn't gig myself in the back of the head. Yeah. Even though we all know he did. Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, come on. This Dude, is it. Keep it alive. I agree, man. I agree. It was, it was obvious, k Let the mystique live, dude. Yeah. Let the mystique live. That's why wrestling's great, even for smart marks like us. Hey, because we're like, on the back of our head, like, Hey, that's why we the, named this show kayfabe comparison. Yeah, that's why that word exactly. means so much to us. Because in the back of our mind, we want to know: Did Sean and Brett and Vince all really know about yeah. that? Was, was it all? Was it all? We'll, we'll never all? know. We'll never know. No. Never know. Kayfabe is real. Yeah, kayfabe is real, and I love it, dude. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, all right. Moving on. Moving on. Back over to the kayfabe show, the nostalgia yeah. show. Uh, yeah, like, so we had a, a nice little hype package for, for Paige here. It was cool to see a young Charlotte in the front row with uh, a much healthier Ric Flair. Get better, Rick. We're still all hoping you figure it out at some point in your life, man. Uh, Steph, Steph getting booed from the entrance popped me, honestly. Uh, and her little line, you know, like, I never lost it. Like, that was that was pretty solid. I mean, she just... <laughs> Uh, and it was, it was just nice to see her in, like, an actual shoot setting where she's, like, legitimately just talking to the crowd. And she's not, like, really cutting a promo. You know what I mean? She's, like, just being actually Stephanie McMahon and not the character. That was cool. Oh, yeah. But you know what? But, dude, this this really kind of proved to me, too. Like, I, I want to say this for the record. Like, don't get me wrong. I appreciate what the Bellas did. And I appreciate, you know, the Alicia Fox era and, like, that whole, like – that whole time in wrestling. Um, but, dude, the women's revolution started in NXT. And it was started by these ladies, pretty much. Like, I mean, sure, the wrestling started was starting to get better with AJ Lee on the main on the main card and, and stuff like that. But, like, the revolution, how it really changed, was in NXT. And it was these matches. And, dude, this match, I'd forgotten about it. And I'm almost sad that I did because it did not disappoint. It was absolutely phenomenal. We had Emma versus Paige for the NXT women's championship and i absolutely loved it i loved the this version of emma too uh and it was hot right from the jump i mean just great brawling right into it like i mean that was the difference like they rest they went there was no like tinkle around the ring and do your girly like spots and cater to the crowd like they just went right into fists man like and that's awesome like especially five years ago we didn't see that ever like and it was just so refreshing like they, they had a, a 
slow, deliberate pace, and the match meant more because of it. I wrote in my notes, Cass is probably going to love this one. Um, solid false finishes. Uh, I mean, another absolutely incredible match from them. Again, another... Like this is another like the first match on this card where there's so, so there were so many good spots, so much good fluid professional wrestling that like it was hard to narrow it down because it was just so good and they let it breathe when they needed to. You know the rest spots meant a lot. Like I mean it was so the facials on both of them. You know no pun intended uh, was like were just was oh, so God. good. Like <laughs> and the face and the facials on the belt. I'm just kidding. Um, oh uh, man, dude, an absolute. But either way. You know, an absolutely incredible match, you know, and, and you know, Paige gets the win with the tap out, you know, she didn't tap out this night, it was Emma, but, you know, anyway, enough, enough with the puns, enough with the Man. puns, I gave the match Jeez. four stars, dude, I gave it an A. Four stars? What did you think about Emma versus Paige, man? Man, well, you know, it wasn't wrong, I loved the match, you were right about that, but I didn't love it that much. Uh, I thought it was a little weird that even, I mean, this was five years ago, right? They were yeah. still saying diva. Like I know they were calling it's it right the, on the cusp. Yeah, it, it was like, and then it made me think, like, why did it even take them this long? Like I no, know I they just they started recently after this show, but it's like, come on, guys, Wait, it took you this long to realize you shouldn't be saying diva anymore. It just sounded so stupid. Being this long into it hasn't even been that long with hearing you know women's division and all that. I was like, come on. Why would you ever even why, why, why are we calling I mean, it? It's the, just because it's just because they don't you know they don't call their, their wrestlers wrestlers, they call they, them yeah, superstars. They, call them superstar. so they, wanted a, they just wanted a brand. Yeah. That's, that's all it was. True. That makes and they, sense. And they just they clung to it way past yeah. I mean you could even tell when she was saying it that she didn't think it was you know like right. that, that, she, yeah. she brushed past the word a few times, you know. She said women way more than she said diva. Yeah. So and and I'm gonna say Emma was so much better than that that crap gimmick i didn't like that gimmick it felt like a silly gimmick i thought emma whenever she had that she like really injured her neck i believe it was was the body part um soon after she changed her gimmick with the black lipstick um maybe she's had that gimmick before i don't know i just remember her their last time around she like changed up her gimmick she came oh, back with the gloves the short gloves right. and all that. Yeah, i yeah, thought yeah. that was like i remember seeing that and really being into it be like she looked hot she looked yeah. awesome she, she wrestled well she, sure, yeah. she was a great wrestler he i mean she's obviously a great wrestler she showed it in this match but that gimmick i think i just love that gimmick is why i didn't like this but Paige, oh god Paige just looked so you know hot. what and you know what I know how we talked last show about uh, the best booties in the business being Alexa Bliss and Bailey right now, but that's just because of Emma's wrestling. Because like, let me tell you, dude, oh. Emma is hands the best bottom mm. in the business. Like, I good lord! Un- Again, admiration, admiration yeah. for the hard work that she's putting in in the gym. Respectfully, I am noticing the hard work that she's intentionally putting in to show off that asset. And I am be- uh, very happy to consume it and uh, and enjoy it. For my entertainment purposes. I'm going to be disrespectful and say I would do unforgivable things just to be around it. <laughs> just just un- to be around unspeakable it. Unspeakable things. Unforgivable things. I'm just going to say that right now. Um, I thought the fans were really into it. Kind of like uh, Paige. Oh, commentary uh, built them up. Um, I love the Scorpion crosslock that Emma did. That was cool. Why didn't she do that? Keep doing that. I don't get I who agree. told her not to do that i was like that was the first time and last time i ever saw her do that i was like why wouldn't you always do that yeah, um yeah i gave i gave the match a b i thought it was great thought it was great 
Dude, we are chucking right along on this on the yeah. show, though, man. I am I'm super pumped. Like thus far, I feel like it's kind of been pretty even keeled too, back and forth. I mean, yeah. I think you gave a few more to AEW than I did, and I've obviously given you know a few more to, to NXT than you have. So, but yeah, let's move back over to the AEW show, uh, and we are going to have uh, the semi-main event, which was the Laredo Kid and the Lucha Bros uh, versus Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Yeah, uh, man. Uh, the, all right, the Street Fighter gear was fantastic. The entrance was popped me hard, and it was really cool. It was fitting for the time. It was fitting for the event that they were at. I really enjoyed that. I hope that, that the Young Bucks specifically do something like that moving forward, Like, because apparently Fighter Fest is going to be a thing that they do every year, uh, which is cool. Oh, I like that. Awesome. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of that. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, – but, yeah, I, again, really loved the whole intro there. I I'm a big mark for, like, the old, like, Super Nintendo Street Fighter games. Uh, so that was very, very cool. Uh, now, okay, so like, this is the one thing I want to say about this match before we get into it. This match is a very Lucha Libre style. And so, to me, you can't really say, oh, it's all high spots and no selling because it's a different style altogether. They just, they don't, you know, especially on, the, obviously, the, the Latina side of this. Like, it, what they, 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 don't, they don't, they don't, didn't have, you know, they didn't grow up with Hulk Hogan. They grew up with no masker. You know what I'm saying like they were seeing head scissors and hurricane ranas when we were just seeing you know three punches a, a, you know a big boot and a leg drop so like it's very different for them you know what I mean like it's as, as wrestlers I mean not necessarily as uh, for us as consumers so and I thought that that's perfect for a team like the young bucks because then it's like if you work in that style and you don't make it all funny ha ha with the super kick party if you make this even if you could do like a super kick party spot but if you make it serious if you make it intense like the luchadors do then i i i can bite on that that that'll that'll pop me and and i felt like they did a really good job i felt like this match was really great it was very very lucha libre style um i mean i also wrote that like it was everything that Cass hates, so I feel like he's probably gonna poo-poo all over this. Uh, but yeah, Pentagon Jr. is over and he's fantastic. I love I love his package pile driver too. I, it looks devastating, but if you are a wrestler, like that is probably one of the safest pile drivers you will ever take because of where he holds you and because like the way your arms are, it's almost impossible. Like your arms would break before you break your neck, like both of your arms. So like it looks really devastating, but it's a really really cool spot. Um, yeah, man. I mean. It was a lots of high spots and no selling, but again, like that's kind of like the lucha libre style, so I, I enjoyed it. Again, is that and that's not my favorite style. That's not my favorite style either. But I did enjoy it. I enjoy it more when it's when 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 I see masked wrestlers, it makes me feel like superhero. It makes me think like like younger brain. And so the the fast and the flying, it's like yeah, they should be more invulnerable. They should be more like heroes and villains. And all those blows should mean less to them because they're superhuman. You know what I mean? Like that that's where that's where my brain goes. So it makes it more. It almost even makes it more believable for me with the masks on that they don't have to sell as much. Uh, now now I will say there were a couple spots that look at look that felt a little too long there were a couple of missteps in there towards the end i'm not just gonna brush past him this certainly wasn't my favorite spot of the night uh, i mean nick jackson missing his jump uh was really bad and and, and frankly uh, to be totally honest i did prefer the match before this i preferred you know the cody and and darby to this but it was a good match uh you know omega went over uh laredo kid after the winged angel i love omega's finish and i thought omega i thought i actually Omega was the one that slowed things down and made it a little bit more American, a little bit more deliberate. Uh, and that's not something he's kind of known for. So I ended up giving this match three stars. So I gave it like, you know, a C plus to a B. Uh, not, not, not a terrible match, not a great match. 
if you love Lucha Libre, though, this was a phenomenal match. So, uh, you know, what did you think about this uh, six-man tag? Yeah, man. So, uh, like you said, I love the Street Fighter reference. I'm an I'm a Nintendo fanboy, so that was awesome. Uh, again, kind of what I touched on earlier, this is kind of similar to like a Fatal 4-Way. A six-man tag match is going to be kind of hard to do. Uh, you got a lot of people uh, trying to get in, trying to get their shit in, so, you, you know, you got to make it work. I thought they had a good start to it, and then it went to straight-up choreographed high spots. Um, there was a cool Northern Lights suplex spot um, that I thought was cool by Matt Jackson. Uh, I, th- I actually thought the match in general, even though it was kind of not not up my alley, not not my type of thing, it was it was an exciting, fun type of match. You know, it, it actually it, it I wasn't turned away from it. Let's just say that it wasn't. I'm not gonna call it match of the year. I'm not gonna sure. probably watch it again, but at least it was a fun match. And the crowd was hot, and I think that helped. Yeah, um, they definitely were hot. And there was impressive high-risk maneuvers. Even though there's no selling, which if there was selling, it would get an A, but it, there was no selling or anything like that. But, you know, it you got to give them – you got to at least – you know, it was it's impressive. High-risk maneuvers, high-risk stuff like that, it's impressive. Uh, Jim Ross, again, seemed off his game. He has spots in the last two shows, which I think he just needs to get back on the saddle. I've listened to his podcast where he's kind of fought back on comments like that. And, Jim, I know you would never listen to this and ever, but uh, I love you, and that's not what I'm saying. But he kind of fights it on his podcast saying that, what do you mean I need to get back on the saddle? This is all I've ever done. I, I don't – I feel like he, he – he has been better. He could be better. He will be his better. Delivery, his delivery is slower. It's just slower than it used to be. And it's and yeah. you're right. It's 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 not that it's not that he's not capable. I, you can hear in his voice that he's still capable. He's still yeah. capable of delivering speed. He's just yeah. not. He's not comfortable yet. He can say, yeah. He's just he's he, just covering the product. He's just, he he's just being. A, he's, he's toting the flag. He's toting the company yeah. flag. He's doing a great job. He's always done it. He's always yeah. protected the, the the company that he's worked for, whether it's been WCW or WWF or or WWE. Or now AEW, that's that's all he's doing. And I respect him for that, but I think he knows. I think yeah. that, and he wants to get a solid team in there too. But yeah, and and there's a the thing. He's never worked with these guys before. This is, you know, this is early on with them working together. It's not like they have uh house shows and stuff they can practice on. Right. Okay. Right, right, um, exactly. He doesn't know the wrestlers. He's gotta remember their names. It's yeah. not like it's Austin and Sean in there. And like right. look at look at whenever he did no, the uh, Undertaker right. yeah. WrestleMania match. He did I mean, he was like a genius. He was like exact it was yeah. like he never missed a step. That's yeah. what I think he's talking about in his Because he knew podcast. those wrestlers like the back right. of his hand. Yeah. And that's what I think he's talking about in his latest podcast where he's like he's he's in he and he's on defensive and I understand that. He's he's coming back at people that are that are hating on him. And I'm not hating on him because I take him over any other announcer. Absolutely, he's the greatest he's of all time. He's the greatest time. of all time. Yes. Yeah. Whenever I announce a match in my head, I'm Jr.'s voice yeah, is absolutely. Head. So every time. Um, but I can see why, because you look at that recently. He did Undertaker at the last WrestleMania or whatever two WrestleManias ago, and he just hadn't missed a step. So that's what he's talking about. So I understand why he's not that great. And that was just in my notes that he just you could tell he's he's he. He needs more time there, and they're going to get there. He's going to get it because he is the greatest of all time. Um, I, I love the Street Fighter references. They did some more of it at the end, in the middle of the match towards the end um, with the uh, – I don't know what you call it, but like – uh, um, Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, like, like you were saying, you kind of guessed it. Not my kind of match. Spot fest. And some of the spots were sloppy, man. I think you said Nick kind of messed up a spot. And um, it was a little too long for me. I know I keep saying that. They had a lot of time on this show to have these long matches. And this match felt yeah. too long. Um, Kenny is a star. I think Kenny Omega really, it, he it, was the, the rising star in this match. You kind of said the same thing. He, he kind of showed out more than anybody else. Like, man, Kenny Omega is uh, definitely, obviously, excuse me, obviously he's a future AEW star, but that guy is a future, you know, WWE star, AEW star. That dude's just a star. I mean, he's going to yeah. be a champ. He's going to be a champion. Um, yeah, oh, definitely. I gave the match. He has been already. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Of course. Because I don't. And like I said, you've named people that that are wrestle at uh, New Japan that I've said uh, I have no idea about. I know who Kenny Omega is, and I've watched yeah. Kenny Omega. And oh man, I wish I knew his. I could say his name off the top. Uh, famous. Yeah, uh, I've watched Kenny Omega Okada uh, multiple yeah. times. Multiple. Ma- I mean, they kill it. It's like some of the yeah, best they, stuff yeah. I've seen in my life. Yeah so good so yeah. i know can you make a star and i'm so glad he's actually got a platform to do in america i did give this match only a c plus that's because it like i started with it's a six man tag, yeah. tag match you're right. not gonna get yeah. much better right. than absolutely that. So, yeah that's what i gave that all right well i feel like we're kind of even keeled then here so let's jump back over to the nostalgia show and we've got a lot to cover here because we had like a little hodgepodge there was uh an adrian neville hype package for the latter match between bo dallas and adrian neville uh, I enjoyed that package. I thought they did a really good job of kind of hyping that throughout the show. Uh, and it was cool to see, you know, they'd have like, they'd have close-ups of wrestlers in the crowd. John Cena was out there or whatever. And it was really cool because right here, right before this last match, they cut to, um, they cut to Pat and Dusty and Dusty was smiling and oh. he just, he looked still relatively healthy. Oh, and it was just, God. it was like, I literally got a little misty. Uh, man, it was just good to see Dusty there. Uh, really good to see him happy, you know, and like, and kind of in control. Uh, and, and so then next we have like this little hodge, but it's more of a segment. I, I wrote Longer it as, like, a monkey. I, I wrote like it as like, yeah, I wrote it as like match 4B. Um, yeah, yeah, me too. I didn't even write it as like, I didn't actually grade it as a match, but I didn't want to touch on it because two of these guys I think are awesome. Um, uh, obviously it wasn't really a match. Um, but most of the, most of this show just proves to me that Vince is not what he used to be. Like, this was the beginning of it to me. Like, this was, you know, I know it's been more than five years, but I would say the last five to, to ten years, he's just been on a steady decline because he's had legitimate stars coming in from NXT, and he just refuses to use them properly. And I don't understand that. It's almost like, well, now that you're on the big show, you got to pay your dues again. Dude, that's what NXT is for. That's what they're doing at NXT is paying their dues. You're paying them. You're, the check still says Vince McMahon on the endorsement line. You're still paying them in NXT. They're, still, they're paying their dues there. They're working for you. They're bringing you revenue. They're selling merch in NXT that goes to your company still. They've already paid their dues. They're already over. Like, do you, the people that are actually coming to your arena because you can't sell out an arena anymore, the people that are coming to these shows on Raw and coming to these these SmackDown tapings and coming to these pay-per-views, these are marks, man. These aren't your just your everyday John Cena fans. John Cena's not on the card. That's why you're not selling out the arena and it's not just a bunch of colors and kids out there anymore. And like I know that like you know on this most recent Raw, Corey Graves said holy shit twice, and the internet's blown up about it because Paul Heyman's running Raw now, and like that's cool. I watched Raw. 
I, I watched the Hulu version because everybody had talked so so well about it. And you know what? It was a better show. It was better. But it's still three hours long, man. I'm not going to watch a three-hour TV show. I'm just not. I'm not doing it. Like, I, I will always watch the Hulu version. Until they change that, that like, TV lineup and make it a two-hour show again, I'm not watching a full three-hour show of Raw. I'm just not doing it. So, uh, yeah. you know, but that, you know, all, all of that rant being just said that, like, NXT has been developing great stars and giving them a really good launching pad. And as soon as they get to the main roster, I mean, look at all of these guys. Xavier Woods, now he's the only one out of the three of them who's really sold merch and been a star. The only one. Now, if, you, if, if from this point of view, five years ago, he should have been the weakest link. Five years later, I should look back and Rusev should have had at least two or three title runs at this point. Breeze should have been a solid workhorse intercontinental champion, at least, in my opinion. And you did nothing with these guys. You've you've done everything but bury Rusev. The only reason why he's not completely buried is because he's an actual monster and he's huge. Because if you book him, if you book if you book any wrestler, if you booked Randy Orton the way you've been booking Rusev when he first got his start, he would not be wrestling today. He wouldn't be in the company. He'd be like Ted DiBiase Jr. just off somewhere. Like it. it it, it was just, it was awful. What did you think about that whole segment, though? Like, like leading up to this match for be the splash for Rusev, giving him yeah. a big push. What did you think about it? I think the only thing good about it, I think the only thing but good about it is that this match with Xavier Woods, it it was, it followed the Page match because, you know, Xavier's used to being below Page. You know, Page is usually on top of Xavier. So, like, it was a good spot for Xavier. I think he was probably really comfortable with Paige being on top. Yeah. Um, he was loose. I'd say yeah. he was pretty, uh, I'd probably say loose. You know, I'd say, I mean, I'd, he, I'd say, I'd say he could slide in and out of that spot pretty easily. Yeah. He could slide really, he could slide in and out. And, you know, and it's, it was almost like they could have had like a handheld camera filming him or something. I don't, I don't know. I just ideas, ideas. Anyway, um, no, man, to what you were saying though, to point what you were, to, to, to go off of what you were saying about Vince McMahon, I'm not one of those guys that's going to say Vince McMahon, the WWE is going to go out of business. But here's the problem with Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Okay, Vincent Kennedy McMahon used to be a real OG dude. He used to be a dude that used to drive himself to and from arenas, man. He used yeah. to drive 100 miles per hour. Bruce Pritchard will tell you. This guy ain't driving himself anymore. He's yeah. a billionaire, dude. He's yeah. got people that are serving him. He eats pizza with a fork, dog. He don't yeah. – he, he's – he is not down to earth. He will yeah, never, never understand. Pizza? That's way too many carbs. He don't even eat pizza. Have you seen those pecs? Oh, right, oh, Vince. exactly. Vince, he's just arms. he's not <laughs> he's not a real dude. And he's there's that's gotta be something to it, man. I, I don't understand how you cannot understand. I don't understand how they cannot understand what they're doing wrong this yeah. far. They've yeah. been going ten years now. Ever since CM Punk days, I mean, it's all just been. That's why CM Punk left. It's all just been bland, same old, same old, kitty, yeah. and it's not working, man. They're not selling out stuff. It's just not working. The fact that they're still doing it, I'm telling you, it's because he's a billionaire. He's got. And they rugby. have great wrestlers. Do that. Right. Probably the best talent roster they've ever had. Ever. Because everybody as far as actual talent. There. Because yeah. everybody grew up watching WrestleMania. I yeah. still would go there if I. I mean, come on. The, but. Oh, man, I could go on and on way too long. It's just they need a change. They need somebody to shake them up. They need, I mean, like, 
it's it, unless somebody shakes them. I I don't know. Maybe they'll hey, get. Man, the- and, I, and you know what? I'm all, I'm not all doom and gloom. I love the fact that they've actually put. You know, Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff. This is not just a. It's not like it was in the early 2000s. That's what everybody says. They're not. They're not on air talent. Like they're not. They're not. It's not like you're just putting Eric Bischoff in a GM role and you're giving him a script to be an on-air talent. He is right. in charge of booking these shows. Paul Heyman is booking Raw. They yeah, are the I new bookers. Think, they are the I, last stop. I think that's – I think they are – that's what they should do. That's what they should yeah, do. Yeah, I think they're literally doing what we're talking about. I think they're trying yeah. to figure out a I'm way. I'm excited for it. I am I excited for it. I think they're saying it. like, hey, guys, we're not – and hopefully this turns into – Going to two hours because nobody is watching a three-hour show. Nobody's watching it. Nobody's watching it. I'd watch a two-hour show. I'd sit down and watch a two-hour show. And if you have a three-hour time block, then why don't you make 205 live on the last hour or on the first yeah. hour or whatever and just yeah. make it a different show? Like you pull in your time block or whatever, but give them actual time because you've got a great roster there that you're not really doing anything with. And so I – yeah, and, and they say, like, business-wise, I've heard people say, like, uh, business-wise, why would you get rid of an hour of uh, advertising, and that's money. Okay, well, are you just money? Are you greedy? Are you just some greedy bastard who only wants money? Or are you uh, in love with the business of wrestling? Yeah. You know? Yeah, you could be greedy of money, and you can have all this BS, but let's go back to wrestling. Let's go back to what— what brought us here? What brought you to the dance? If you're yes, going to stay greedy, exactly. if he stays greedy, that because that's everybody's argument. Would you get rid of your third hour if you had uh, all the advertising and money? Well, if you stay with that, I guarantee you history repeats itself, not even in wrestling, but just in general. And if yeah. you stay greedy like that, you're going to lose it all because you got to stick with what got you there. And, and that's not what got you there. You didn't get there by doing the commercial – um, investor way of doing things. I'm pretty sure Shawn Michaels pulling his pants down and acting like he was sucking a dick to the camera didn't wasn't what everybody wanted you to do. You know what I mean? Anyway, I digress. I'll have to probably edit that part out a little bit. But um, <laughs> so where are we at? Oh no, yeah, I love it. That was a DQ match. So I don't really give it a rating. Nah, man. Know. The listeners, the yeah. listener, the listeners love us getting in the weeds. I mean, that's why they listen to the show. And honestly, we're <laughs> so thankful for you guys. Like I know that you guys have been really like ramping up and getting on board with this show. And we cannot thank you enough. We're having a great time, man. But let's keep it rolling here. Let's actually jump into the final match on the NXT show, and that's going to be Bo Dallas versus Adrian Neville uh, NXT ladder match, man. And it, honestly, like you know. <sighs> I know, again, we're, we're kind of in the weeds here, but you know what? It's been a short card on both sides. we still got plenty of time for, for those of you guys that stick with us. Um, yeah, so I th- but I think that, you know, Sean coming out here and kind of stumbling through his promo, I actually enjoyed it. I, I really, I, you know, you could tell that he got frazzled by like a smaller crowd because it was more intimate. He could hear everybody. So he was starting to react to everybody. Whereas like yeah. in a, he's used to being in an arena. Like you can't hear every little voice, you know. But when you're in a small venue like Full Sail, you can hear everybody in the rafters, you know. So like, and of course, everybody wants to talk to Sean. Everybody wants to chant for Sean. Everybody wants to like, you know. Everybody in that arena in 2014 was a Shawn Michaels fan at some point in their in their fandom, and that's why they all love NXT. And honestly, that's why NXT is again it, to me, in my opinion, NXT is still the best brand of professional wrestling right now today. Today, now AEW is making a damn hard play at number one, and and you know, but but right now. NXT is, is is still the number one. I love I love Sean stumbling through his promo. It entertained me. I thought it was great hype leading to the match. Uh, man, and Bo Dallas, 
At this point, I know we say Bo Dallas, and if you weren't watching NXT at this time, I'm sure you guys are thinking, like, how is Neville and Bo Dallas the main event? But, dude, Bo Dallas was so over, man. He was so over at this point in the NXT days, and he was a legit main event talent at this point. Again, another guy they just ran into the ground and made him useless, essentially. Uh, I think both him and Axel should leave and go to AEW, and they would probably do really well there. Um but yeah, man, I mean, I thought Regal did a great job on commentary, especially at this point. I felt like he was really in his groove, and I, I noticed him more in this match, and he was doing a great job of putting both guys over, both heels and baby faces. He, w- with, he wasn't like that classic Bobby Heenan where he just buries the baby face and just praises the heel, uh, but he did a pretty he did a, he did a good job of begrudgingly giving credit to Neville, um, and I, I, thought, I thought it was really good. I thought the match was great. Uh, such a every single thing these guys did it was a great wrestling match in the ring there weren't a ton of high spots outside of the ring i know that like a lot a lot of times that can happen in hardcore or ladder matches gimmick matches but i felt like it was a solid performance in the ring from these guys uh, um the ladder spots were really well placed and they weren't overdone uh, you know it we, we see so many ladder matches that are tag team matches. There are so many guys in a ladder match. It's very rare these days that we see a ladder match be a one-on-one match. It's very, very rare. And I feel like this match is kind of one of those that shows you that you need to bring the one-on-one ladder match back. Uh, I honestly get rid of those multiple teams, multiple whatevers. Like, just do the multiple guys in a ladder match just for money in the bank, and that's it. Any other time you do a ladder match, it should just be one-on-ones, in my opinion. Um, man... Was it the best ladder match I've ever seen? Was it a top-notch ladder match? No, it wasn't. But did the ladder match make sense in in this rivalry for how they placed it in the show? Yes, and it was a good match. It wasn't great, but it was good. Uh, Neville grabbed the title after hitting a red arrow on Bo, laying on the ladder, which looked incredible. Um, But yeah, overall, I actually just gave this match three and a half stars. So I gave it a B plus to an A because it wasn't... Uh, it was a little draggy in spots, um, and you could tell these guys are still developing. You could tell these guys were were both still kind of indie indie guys, or more like Bo being an FCW old school in the WWE system, kind of trying to cater to a more indie star like Pac or Neville, as he was known in WWE. Uh, but yeah, I gave it three and a half stars. What did you think about Bo Dallas versus Adrian Neville? Yeah, um, to touch on the Sean thing, man, anytime Sean does that, I've been loving Sean and watching Sean for so long. I get so embarrassed. Like my heart on the inside, I get embarrassed for him. So like he does stuff like this. I'm like, it bothers me. I'm like, ah, God, I'm like, I'm just embarrassed for Sean, but I love seeing him out there. It was great. It wasn't as bad as he's been in other occasions where he's really embarrassed me. Uh, It's funny. It's almost like I would, I I was real. It's almost like whenever you see your dad stand up and do something and you're like, ah, God, dad quit. I mean, it's it's silly on me personally and mentally because I don't even know Shawn Michaels, but that's just on you, honestly and genuinely what I feel whenever he does stuff like that. <laughs> um, but back, but to the match, uh, you know, I thought I thought I've never seen Bo Dallas in this way. I've never seen him this way because he never really was quite like this. And and you know, he's silly. He's still got the silliness, but he had a totally different uh, gimmick background his whole little theme and i thought it was funny but it was like that's not going to be a champion to me i thought right his body though looked way better than he looks now yeah now and um excuse me now and how he's looked yeah for the past like 
three really years. Three, yeah, three years. I mean, he's yeah. kind of really lost what he had I then. When I saw him here. I was very like, I was surprised. I was like, man, Bo, why wouldn't if you would have stuck with that and got a new gimmick, you you, you could have gone far. But I know it's hard to do that in the WWE. But um, that was my first thought there. Um, something about Neville I've never liked. I don't know if it's a if it's his look. I don't know if it's the ears. I love Neville. Sorry, hate on your ears, brother. I don't know what it is, but there's something I don't like about it. I think the guy is very talented. He is very, very talented. He does stuff off the top rope and in the air that looks so just natural and smooth. Amazing, I've never, amazing. I've never yeah. seen. I, I'll get. I I talk crap about his look, but I gotta give him credit there. I gotta give him one for one. Man, he does that better than anybody I've ever seen. It's no, oh, those, remember those Billy Kidman uh, shooting star presses where he'd almost kill you because he, like, could never, like, do it right and his knees would almost hit you in the head one day, yeah. almost hit you in the nuts the next day, almost hit you yeah. in the knee the next day and the shin the other day. I mean, Neville doesn't do that. He His stuff's on point. I thought there was some great spots. Again, I'm. I mean, your notes. I'm not gonna go on. Your notes said it. I, I wrote the same stuff. Not the best ladder match I've ever seen, but it was. It did the job. Neville wins. I gave it a B. I gave yeah, it, a B. it was. It was cool to see him crowned for sure. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, I felt like they did a pretty good job of like wrapping it up on commentary and just kind of having him like he looked genuinely like happy to be you know like happy that he has won. Yeah. And I will say this, man. I think that like. I think that it's especially five years ago in 2014, maybe not today, but in 2014, I think that Neville was the best high flyer in the business period. Um, oh. So like, um, I, I mean, I, I, yeah, and I, I really loved it. I mean, I, th- I thought I thought the, I thought the match was, was was really good. Honestly, the only reason why I got a lower rating was just because of some of the the, the slower spots, and it just felt like uh, you know like it felt like two guys with different styles having to blend their styles together. And, 100%. And, I, and, and, and so I think they did a really good job of that, but you could tell that the natural chemistry wasn't really there. But to, th- that being said, to have gotten pretty much a B rating out of me and, and not actually having the natural chemistry, that just speaks volumes for them both as professional wrestlers. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was really into it. Um, let's jump back over to, to, to Fighter Fest, though, and let's talk about yeah. – uh, this last match. I'm going to go ahead and, and take the reins here first if you don't mind, Cass. Is that cool? Go at it. Go at it. Okay, cool, man. So, like, let's just – let me let me go ahead and talk about the things that I liked. Um, I liked how they booked it as a, a non-sanctioned main event. I liked how they – you know, the, the, the commentary did a really good job of saying, you know, that was our main event, guys. And, you know, if you guys want to stick around for this non-sanctioned match, you know, it's, it's not approved by AEW. This is just a match that we we're putting on on our event, but – you know, it's it, like they, they did a really good job of actually selling a non-sanctioned match where I feel like WWE has dropped the ball in the past making that, uh, you know, a thing like, uh, you know, I love I love that non-sanctioned match between Sean and, and, and Triple H at 2002's uh, SummerSlam. But it did bother me that it's in the middle of the card. It's like if it's a non-sanctioned match, this should be at the end of the card or it should be at the beginning of the card. It shouldn't be in the middle. That didn't uh, that bothers me a lot. Uh, but. But in this case, you know, I like them kind of making it the main event. Um, now, uh, now let's talk about the things that I didn't like, and that's pretty much the rest of this match. Um, uh, uh, so let's let's talk about Joey Janela a little bit. I I think that he needs a little more time in the gym. Now, now I do think that you can see a difference in his body from Double or Nothing. You could tell that he has trimmed down. He's trimmed down, but he hasn't cut up yet. He's not cut yet. 
Now, I do think, I do think, that being said, if Joey Janela keeps keeps on this pace and he gets, if he gets cut for like TV, if he gets like an Adam Cole body, that dude is going to be a star. If he, if he gets cut, like really cut, he can actually wrestle and not just do silly things like this. Because uh, honestly, that's what this match was to me. It was, I mean, this, this is the reason why John Moxley is not good to me, okay? John Moxley was an independent CZW wrestler that did gross death matches with big spots against opponents that he would you know, like they would do their angle on MySpace, So it wouldn't really mean anything, you you know, like, and they'd have these, they'd almost damn near kill each other in the ring or do crazy spots with legitimate barbed wire and tear their bodies apart for no story. And so like, and that's the thing that people are like, oh, John Moxley was such a badass and WWE made him terrible and watered him down. Dude, first of all, the only reason why John Moxley in 2019 is in the main event is because he was Dean Ambrose. Don't get it don't get it twisted. The only reason why he's in the main event is because he was Dean Ambrose in the WWE. Because he wasn't doing this. Because they taught him how to actually wrestle. Probably not the best, because I still don't think he's a good worker. But they, at least they got him closer to it. Um I mean, he built his entire career doing these indie hardcore matches. And I know Janela has done a lot of that too, but it just, that dude, doing these crazy spots, especially now, now maybe 10 or even 20 years ago, if this is 1999 and this was the main event, it would have been way higher on my list because that was the time. A lot's more blood, Cactus Jack and Triple H were, were doing street fights at, at Royal Rumble at, this, at that time. And, and that would have been great 20 years ago. But now it just seems... Especially, like, if this match had been the culmination of two or three pay-per-views with, with him versus Janela, and it ended in this, I probably would have loved it. I pro Or at least, like, given it a much higher rating. But you did, you had a, a stare down on a 15-second Twitter tweet that you put out of the two of them, and then announced the match. There's no backstory at all between these guys. At all. And now all of a sudden you have, like, barefoot thumbtack spots against Janela. Why? Why does... Was Janela even out there at Double or Nothing during the time that Moxley was? I don't think so. I know he wasn't, actually. That's a rhetorical question. There's no reason for this to happen. There was no reason. This was almost just like, this was John Moxley just fluffing his fluffing his penis and being like, yo, I can, I can still do hardcore. I'm still hardcore. WWE just watered me down. Well, bro, I didn't like you in WWE, but you were better watered down than you were here. Everyone talks about how good that Janela spot looked of him t doing the elbow off the top. Uh, onto the tables it was not it wasn't pretty at all it was a terrible elbow drop it was a terrible elbow drop he's not sean i've seen that spot 50 times it there was nothing innovative about this it was just gratuitous gratuitous violence the only unique thing i saw was was the bare feet on the thumbtacks and then another bag of thumbtacks after it was just it was egregious i hated it um I just – I don't like Dean Ambrose. I think that he's going to burn out really quick in AEW. I don't think that you last a year from the time that they start TV to him being an actual main event talent, especially if you keep going in this direction. He just doesn't have enough to keep you there. He's a one-dimensional character. Every promo is the same. Every angle is the same. He's the same crazy, angry guy that he was in WWE. He's the same hokey guy that he was. It's just there's more gimmicks and violence instead of – gimmicks in his storylines but it's the same crap man i was not into this at all 
I give it one star just for the fact that Joey Janela took the bump and just for the fact that I thought it actually made Joey a bigger star. But I don't think it did anything for Moxley at all. I hated it. What did you think about Janela versus Moxley in this non-sanctioned match? Sit back and relax and relieve your mind because you are going to be thoroughly surprised by my thoughts here. I'm not giving it an A. By no means. I am not giving it an A. I will agree with you right off the bat. Joey Janela does not look good. He does not look like a star. He needs to work out. He's got that same type of indie wrestling body that does not belong on TV. Doesn't belong on TNT. It doesn't belong on a major wrestling network, whether it's on the internet, whether it's on demand, whether it's on pay-per-view. You don't see it. We don't need it. Get out of here with it. I don't like it. I don't want to see it. It takes away from the product. When your body and your performance is taking away from the company, got a problem there. And I don't care what anybody says. People like Joey and the dude, Chuck, whatever his name is, and, and a couple of the other guys that are, are so small or so flabby and just sagging, you're taking away from the credibility of this superstar product where they're trying to say they're just as good as the World Wrestling Entertainment. And I think he takes away from that. Right away, I thought, you know what? I'm probably not going to like this match. I'm not a hardcore guy. I'm not a spot fest guy. Um, you know, right away they go right outside of the ring. Commentary, um, kind of ruined a, a spot for for Moxley. He went and hit his uh, eye or or eyebrow on the on the post. Okay, and the posts that they had were not rounded posts. They had, they were squared posts. So, and it wasn't Jim. Like? Yeah, I like that a lot. It wasn't Jim Ross who ruined it. It was one of the other two, and I don't know who it was. But so they throw. They throw Moxley in. He hits his eyebrow. Okay, it's very apparent that he hits his eyebrow. The camera, they did a good job of showing that. Okay, then one of the announcers set started overly explaining that, oh, we have squared term or a post, turnbuckle post, and they could really bust open your eyebrow if you. I mean, these turnbuckle posts are squared. They'll really bust open your eyebrow. They're, I, he said like five times. And then two seconds later, Moxley comes up with a busted eyebrow. I felt like he should have said all that afterwards. He should have waited. I thought he did. I thought he you could did. already see the cut on his eye. No, man. No. I, I I, mean, not from how I watched it. Maybe I'm wrong, but I watched it. I, I didn't rewatch it. I watched it live. I didn't see any cut. It actually took – the reason I wrote it down was that he was talking about it, and I could see Moxley, and I could see no cut. So I started thinking, oh, there was no, you know, he was supposed to be busted open and they didn't do it. Like, cause I started thinking, you know, how I think like, okay, there was supposed to be a spot there. He didn't act. He accidentally didn't cut himself or whatever. And then, you know, it was like a while, a li- not a while after, but you know, 30 seconds later, then you see the cut. It really seemed like commentary did not do them a favor there. So I, I had a real problem with that. That seemed like. In this, it's good it happened here. Good, it's a free show. Let's get this out of the way. They'll learn from it. Let's. So it's good. Good it happened here. I've never heard you sick chants, so that was cool. I really liked that. The crowd was chanting you sick 
F. You sick F. That was cool. Um, have you you are that like a is that a thing, Daniel? Is that a thing people? Uh, I mean, I've heard it before, but, and but where do you hear that? CZW. CZW. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. By the by the way, I, I did write this down. And I didn't say it, but do you remember that clip a couple years ago where there was like it was like a like an indie wrestling like backyard wrestling clip. It was like going on around on the internet, like it was a YouTube oh, video where it was like a guy like they're like on top of like a warehouse building, and then like the guy takes a tombstone off the top of the building through the light tubes onto the back of the truck bed. Remember that clip? Yeah. The guy yeah. taking that bump that was Janella. Janella was the guy taking the tombstone through those oh, lights yeah. onto, the, onto the truck. So, like, again, like, I understand why you booked these two guys in a death match, but it, it a death match shouldn't just be booked because that's what both these guys do. It, it, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm interjecting. I, I can, no, I, I, I'll, I'll bring this back into – continue with your thoughts. I just, want, I just wanted to put that, that tidbit back into your brain before you finish your, your notes here. I dislike Janela even more knowing that for some reason. Um, let me find my way back here. That was a hell of a clip, though, dude. That was a yeah, hell of a clip. Yeah, it was. Yeah. You know I'm going to try to put that in the show notes this, this, this week, too. If you haven't seen these clips. And you know what? I'm going to try to put some of those old CZW clips of Moxley in there so you can kind of understand. I'm going to try to be more engaging in our, in our, in our notes, uh, too, to kind of give you guys some references. I'll give you uh, the actual link for NXT Arrival and the link for Fighter Fest to watch on Bleacher Report Live as well. Uh, so any kind of any information that you'll need uh, based on this show, you can find in our show notes from here on out every week. So sorry, continue with your your notes yeah. for this match. So so then there was an, uh, another part. Moxley out of the ring. I saw some real, you know, just fierce intensity in him. He told the camera, "Motherfucker, I really like that." He looked at the camera, said that to him. It just the intensity in Moxley. I I, I like that, and I thought, where was this in the WWE? <laughs> In the WWE because I, I I didn't see Ambrose act like that at all. I, I really I, I think you know everybody takes everybody blames WWE for Ambrose not working and I didn't see him act anything like this in the WWE. He seemed like he was mad the whole time. He seemed lazy. Really, his work in the WWE is embarrassing and I wouldn't if I was him I would be embarrassed about some of the stuff he did in the WWE. It was just it was stupid. He sucked in the WWE. And then I see him here really pouring his heart out right there being real talk saying MF or to the to the cameraman. Dude, who cares if Vince is mad at you if you do that? Do that. I promise you you're going to get over. You think Vince wanted Shawn Michaels to to point to his crotch? Really? I mean, I I just felt like you know, there's a lot of excuses going around there, but um, I actually enjoyed the match, man. It was it looked like real barbed wire. Um, they had that ladder I popped. It definitely for. was legit barbed wire, yeah. Yeah, it looked like it was really hooking onto their 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 the fabric on them, their their tights and and their skin. Um, you know, the tacks were crazy. They had the barefoot tack spot. Um, I actually was. You know, I don't like hardcore matches like this usually, but the way they did it and the amount of time, I actually was having fun watching it. And, like, my, I was drawn to it. I wasn't looking at my phone. I wasn't, you know, looking at my Nintendo Switch. Shout out. Um, playing Mario <laughs> Maker. I, I got Super Mario Maker 2. I've been I've been hooked on it, but I wasn't I wasn't building a Mario level. I was I was looking at the screen. So um, it actually had me, man. So I, I actually gave it a B minus because I didn't hate it. I actually thought it had me. And then some side notes, man. 
I think AEW, because I, I want to say this because I didn't have a lot of good thoughts for AEW on the last show. I thought a, I, I think AEW is gonna be my new favorite show. I think I'm actually gonna watch AEW now. I never watched a day of WCW in my life. I've said it a million times. I was diehard WWE, and I'm still yeah. hot. I'm still diehard WWE. But I think AEW is more WWF than the WWE yeah. is yeah. now. Yeah, I think man. that's what they're doing. I literally I think, wrote that same exact thing in my closing notes. Like, yes, they, exactly. Yeah, I am die. So I am diehard WWF, and that's why I'm gonna watch WWE because they're they took notes and they're doing it, man. They they're keeping kayfabe alive. Yeah, they're doing AEW's old doing a great school. job, man. They're not afraid of stuff like WWE is now because of the investors and because yeah. of the uh, we got to go three hours because we get more money because of uh, advertising sales. Yes, exactly. He is. He yeah. is Ted Turner. I agree. He's more, I agree. Worried, he's more worried about a third hour and he gets more yeah. advertising sales than yep. being the son of a promoter who's trying to put on a good wrestling promotion. Yeah. He's like, yeah. This is this was I classic agree. wrestling. Yeah. Hey, you know what this show didn't have? This show didn't have some guy out here playing shit guitar chords who can't sing, who can't do all this crap. Yes, show I didn't agree. have. Nobody came to the ring and talked for 30 minutes on a mic. Yep. Nobody did any, this. Lit, watch not the pre-show. Watch the actual show from start to finish. There was no promos. There was no nothing. Even it could have used some promos. They didn't have any. It didn't need well, any. Well, they did. They did. They had the MJF promo who came out in the ring yeah, and yes, cut the promo. Yes. Yeah, and it was great. And he did a fantastic job. Right. And that was very that what I'm saying, they could have used them, but that was a very short one. But they didn't yeah. have people coming down talking for 30 minutes. They had backstage promos and in ring promos. It was all wrestling and it was so entertaining. It was entertaining. I'm not some guy. I know I sound like some old school guy who loves the selling and all that, but I like the talking. I really do. But yeah. why was this so much more entertaining? Because they were old school. Just like I told you before we we started recording, we I watched that 94 King of the Ring. That was so much fun, man, because yeah. this was so much alike to that 94 King of the Ring. Wait, so what was your w overall rating of that match then? B. B. Oh, so you gave it a B? Yeah, I gave it a B. You gave it a B? I liked it. I thought I, I enjoyed the whole thing. It was entertaining. Wow. Okay. I did not I just give it a B on is it is it uh, as good as Shawn Michaels Bret Hart uh Iron Man match, but was it entertaining? Did I like it? I liked the whole thing. Wow. Okay, so so all right, so now that we're at the end of both shows then, which which show do you kind of fall into? It was very close. It was very, very close. Um, I, I mean, nobody gave, nobody got a D or an F on either show. Yeah, yeah, it was a great show. Man, because of that Daniels match, because of that women's match, because of all these, I gotta go AEW on mine. Where are you at? Okay. I'm going okay. AEW. Um. Okay. Yeah. So like, because honestly, for me, because of that Zayn and Cesaro match that I gave four and a half stars to, because of that Emma and Paige match, uh, because I actually did rate uh, the Bo Dallas and, and Neville match relatively high, I actually give the edge to the NXT Arrival show by literally half a star in my wow. average. So it was very close. Half a star, 
uh, NXT arrival. So this that's is the second two in week a row. in a row. That's yeah. The, yeah, it's the second week in a row. Uh, but man, you know what? I know we guys we gave you guys the rundown for the schedule coming up um, uh, last week, but we're gonna go ahead and do it again here. Uh, but you know what? I've got some ideas too, uh, and Cass kind of kind of like put a little spark in me. Uh, so w- w- next week, uh, this kind of you know brings me to. To, to, to this upcoming schedule and, and what we have coming up. But next week, we're going to do a bonus show for you guys. Since this week, we did a, uh, you know, we did pretty much two uh, current product shows relatively. Uh, we, you know, NXT being like only five years old. Uh, so, so what we're going to do in the next one is we're going to do a bonus show, which is just nostalgia shows. So we're doing ECW's One Night Stand 2005 versus WWF's One Night Only from 1997. So two nostalgia shows. Uh, that's kind of what we do with our bonus shows. But I have this idea, and I want to bounce this off of you, Cass. You know, I, I think that our fans, and I think that we, really like keeping this weekly format. And I know that when we started, we're, we're about, you know, a dozen episodes in. And at this point, I feel like we're having a good time, you know, recording every week. Uh, but there's obviously not new shows every week. And there's only so often that we can go in the well and dip into nostalgia shows. I say that, you know, I know there's a ton of content on the network. But I had this idea. So, uh, you know... I know what our fan base normally is. We're, we're all pro wrestling fans. A lot of you guys are music fans. A lot of you guys are video game fans. So Cass has been a die-hard Nintendo guy, right? Nintendo guy. And I have been a die-hard Xbox guy. I have Master Chief tattooed on my arm. So I was thinking about maybe in August, once we get through this month, when we have a down week, doing a kayfabe comparison of Nintendo versus Xbox. Uh, we'll kind of we'll do our own research, kind of talk about the origins of Nintendo, talk about the origins of Xbox, where Nintendo has gone from their heyday to now, where Xbox has gone from their heyday to now. Uh, I think it's a cool idea. If you guys think it sucks and you don't want to hear it, that's totally fine. Let us know. Hit us up on Instagram at kayfabe.com, K-A-Y-F-A-B-E-C-O-M. We're also on Instagram. Honestly, we're mostly active on Instagram. Uh, so if you guys are on Insta, be sure to follow us. We're posting a lot of fun things on there as well. We're going to be doing some live streaming coming up, uh, hopefully in August as well. But yeah, let me go ahead and do the rundown. Thank you guys, first of all, for joining us on your Independence Day. Uh, happy July 4th to everybody, man. Uh, I'm hoping you guys are grilling out in your hot dogs and burgers and drinking lots of beer and watching lots of cool fireworks. Uh, but yeah, today was Fighter Fest uh, versus I- NXT Arrival. Again, next week is ECW's One Night Stand 2005 versus WWF One Night Only 1997. Uh, July 18th coming at you, we're going to have another direct comparison of the current product, which is going to be uh, 2019's WWE Extreme Rules versus AEW's Fight for the Fallen. So that's going to be the first time we compare an actual direct WWE show. Uh, to an AEW show. I'm super pumped about that. Uh, and then 725, rounding out the end of the year, or the end of this month, not the end of the year, the end of July for us is going to be another bonus episode. That's going to be a big nostalgia show. It's 1999 WWF fully loaded versus 1989 WCW Great American Bash. So that one's going to be really fun. We're going to dig deep into the nostalgia on that one. Cass, man, what do you think about this show? What do you think? All right, you know what? Let me go ahead and bounce that idea off you before we even wrap up this show. What do you think about maybe doing an Xbox versus Nintendo for a kayfabe comparison? All I know is that Nintendo is going to win. Nintendo will win because wrestling games on Nintendo were always better. 
Ooh, I don't know about always. I don't know about always. They do have the greatest game of all time. I will give you that. I will give you that, but not always. All right. Well, I can't wait for that. I hope. I, but, but, what do you guys think? What do you guys think? If you guys want to do it, because I also have an idea of uh, uh, maybe as a bonus show comparing two different wrestling video games. Maybe we can do yeah, that. Yeah, be great. Um, yeah, yeah. So let's get it, but yeah, starting it off with the whole video game side, kind of like a side uh, franchise to yeah, it. Yeah, I figured we would go consoles first to kind of yeah, see where we both side, do it, and then we yeah. could do, then I can pick my favorite game, you can pick your favorite, yeah. and we can move forward. So yeah, exactly. obviously this is still a wrestling podcast, first and foremost. Of course we will touch on like Mario and Halo and, and all the uh, big, like, yeah. you know, the, the big names from these, but most of it but like obviously Fighter will Fest, be rooted, yeah, it will be, it'll be rooted in, in, in wrestling games and fighting games and that kind of like thing. Like Fighter Fest, it's wrestling. Wrestling and video games have a uh, tight, tight knit community. A lot of, a lot of us are, are joined together, and we are all one wrestling absolutely, fans, absolutely. video game fans. So I think it'll be good. If you don't like it, tweet us, uh, Instagram us, do whatever you can. Tell us no. I think we're gonna do it because I think it's gonna be awesome. And yeah, if you don't like it, I probably will do it anyway. Honestly, but yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But seriously, I probably will. Uh, but no, I'm excited. This show was fantastic. I can't wait for the schedule. Uh, that is coming up. Let's get out of here. Let's get going. Let's go to sleep. It's uh, the 4th of July coming up. So happy 4th of July to everybody. Yeah, dude, let's I got go. some hot dogs to grill, man. Let's, let's do what? it. What? Hot dogs let's and do it. All right, boys and girls, we will see you guys from now on. We will see you every Thursday. That's right. Mark it down every Thursday. Thank you for sticking with us. My name is Daniel John Schaefer, joined as always by the KG Cast Lush, and we will see you folks next week. Please stay safe on Independence Day. We're out. Peace. Peace.